All right, it is a special edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. I'm not just saying that because it sounds special. It's really true. We're going to be doing a simulcast our first hour with our good friend Sherry Belmar. She's big event, Optimal Health Beyond COVID. She interviewed me for it, and she's going to be on with me this hour in just a moment. In addition to all the other wonderful things we got to talk about, bringing the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. So welcome, everybody, That if you're just tuning in. Um, we're going to talk about what it means to dissent and why it's been demonized. The idea that you should just go along with everything. And, uh, I can't believe, but your government in America spraying the forests with toxic chemicals. Really? Who are the environmentalists again? We got that and a whole lot more to talk about, but first again, Sherry Belmar is going to open up with us simulcasting in just a few minutes. We're going to take a brief break to get everybody. So tell your friends. Come and join us in. In a few minutes, we'll be back to start the Robert Scott Bell Show and Sherry Belmar Show. Can I say it that way? We'll find out in just a moment. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show begins now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, here we go again. Another uh, broadcast foray into healing like nowhere else in media. Now, with the added benefit this hour in just a moment, uh, Sherry Belmar is going to join us. There's a big uh, online event that's occurring right now, this week. And today I'm interviewed. We'll talk to her about that and a whole lot more optimum or optimal health beyond COVID. And one of those ways to get beyond COVID is to do what Denmark is doing. Something's really good in Denmark, not rotten, but good. Check this out. Denmark is banning COVID vaccines for youth under 18. So if you're 18 and under in Denmark, you're, you're safe. You're safe from uh, uh, broad-based experimentation and no informed consent. And I, I, I think about what, what should happen here because you think about how often we have been banned, censored, and deplatformed for saying there's no basis for anybody under 18. I would argue over 18 too, but let's just go for the under 18 right now to get an injection, a COVID experimental injection. No basis for it whatsoever. And of course, ban, 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 deplatform, censored, threatened with censorship. What are they going to do to the whole country of Denmark? Do we expel them from the, the League of Nations? Oh, wait, no, that's the United Nations. They've changed that, haven't they? Is there going to be a, an outright protest in the United States and, and Germany and Australia and France and Canada and New Zealand? Are they going to vote to expel or censure Denmark? How dare you deny 18 and unders to get experimented upon with synthetic DNA? No, I'm sorry, RNA to manifest DNA protein synthesis differently to produce aberrant spike proteins that create inflammation, damage. And when does the spigot get turned off once they turn it on? Nobody seems to know. So how do you stay well? How do you get well beyond the era of COVID crazy? That's why we're simulcasting this hour with my good friend, Sherry Belmar. Let's bring her into the mix right now and welcome her and her amazing audience as well and all the great things she's doing. And now we're on together. Sherry, welcome. Hey, Robert, it is a pleasure to be here and thank you so much. We are so excited because, yes, we are doing a simulcast. We are in the middle of our live manifesto, and this is Lead Your Life Through COVID. And yes, you guys can sign up. If you are not signed up, we are going to be having special guests next week, or not next week, tomorrow. We are having uh, Dr. Peter Bragan and his wife. We are also having Scott Sherrill, which I believe was with you uh, a, like last week, maybe, or something like that. 
Yeah, Scott's amazing. The Bragans are amazing. Peter and Ginger are awesome. You just had my good friend, my best friend, uh, Paul Bertero on from Synergy yes. Science. Yes. And I'm sure that was an amazing bit of information that people got from that interview as well. It it was. It was it was amazing. And we had uh, Dr. Jim Meehan yesterday. Jim's awesome. And you just yes. locked in some of the best people. That's right. It is amazing. And, and we are just so glad because we understand that as we're in these uncertain times and things are so crazy, that it is so important to see how we can lead our lives. So I couldn't think of anything better than to go back to this amazing list of speakers that we had on in May uh, for the Optimal Health Beyond COVID Summit and invite them in for a live. And so this is what we're doing. You're like, okay, let's do it. And here we are are today. So this is so exciting. I was nervous, Sherry. We talked earlier today. I was like, wait a second. I get this message every day at three o'clock that, you know, you, you've got a new person on. I'm thinking we're going to simulcast at three and you're interviewing me from May and three. I, I don't know. So the point is you told me, thankfully, that when you sign up, you'll be given a message at that point that it's available for yes. free watching on your, I guess, on Absolutely. your own schedule. Absolutely. So if you sign up today for the live manifesto, we are, yes, in day three, but you can go in and listen to uh, Dr. Robert Scott's Bell interview today. And he actually was speaking about VAC support uh, injury um, and, and so much more. And also we'll be, um, you'll be receiving uh, the interview that we held with Dr. J.P. Salibi on LDN, the miracle, the wonder drug. And so they are amazing interviews. And so those, those will come right into your inbox. Mm -hmm. And, and so I invite you to just take advantage of this and go register to hear these amazing speakers. But as we are looking at today, we're just going to sort of roll with this, right? Yeah. Uh, you'll ask me, I'll ask you, but I would love uh, if you could share, first of all, with our audience, a little bit about your health journey. Hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about leading our health. And I just consider you one of the top experts in that. Well, you know, how do you get gain expertise in anything? Uh, you know, yes, you can read about it. You can study it. You can dive deep on, on subject matter. You can even go to school for it. But right. one of the ways to learn anything to become an expert on it is by actually doing it. And my journey to health was because for the first 24 years of my life on planet earth, yes, this planet, I was born at a time when most people were largely healthy, but I was born ill, born sick, chronically ill in my uh, first years. Didn't take long for me to have digestive issues, skin conditions, uh, inflammation, systemic inflammation, gastrointestinal inflammation, uh, infections galore, chronic infections, ear infections, sinus infections, throat infections, stomach, intestinal infections, muscular skeletal inflammatory conditions and diseases. So the proving ground was my own body and being raised pharmaceutically within a medical family. My dad was a pharmaceutical guy. My uncle was a medical doctor. We were, you know, we were all in. So every, right. every shot, even surgery to open up the holes of my nose to breathe better. All of that. And by the time I was 19 at, uh, around that it, at Emory university in Atlanta, going toward pre-med program, cause I wanted to help people to get well, my, least of all myself as well. Right. Uh, realized that what my uncle warned me about as a teenager, early teenage years mm. to not become a doctor. He said to me, you're going to be miserable if you do it. I'm like, what the uncle Bob, you're a doctor. What do you mean? I'm going to be miserable. And I realized the prophecy of his words was, was, was accurate. It took me years to figure it out that if I did to other people, what doctors did to me for the first 18, 19 years of my life, 
I would be miserable. I would not be happy. I would not be helping people. I would be managing diseases or giving people more diseases through the management of their disease. So right. it was four or five years later that prayers were answered, having then been grounded in more spiritual principles of, of life and, and then being open to receiving the gift of healing in a different package <laughs> because I had never heard the word homeopathy before I turned wow. 24. Yeah. So then it was like, what homeo, what, what, what's that? And, but I was intrigued and that's the short version that led me on a journey to learn homeopathy, 10 years of study there and continued mm -hmm. on broadcast media began in 1999. And here we are 23 years later, still broadcasting, uh, online and radio and, uh, you know, just thrilled that I can help people do what I did or even greater things. That that's, that's amazing. And actually, as you're speaking, something comes to my mind and that is uh, also for our audiences, right? That through our pain and through the problems that we are going through uh, is also the purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you hadn't had these, these difficulties with your health, that, then you probably would have never been intrigued and pushed into like looking for the solutions. So I want to encourage any of you that are listening and you're like here because you are trying to resolve your issues, that there is also purpose in this because you are going to be able to also um, help other people. And uh, so anyway, as we do continue, um, just, just let me know, um, Robert, where do you feel like your health was headed if you hadn't mm -hmm. gone into homeopathy? Well, there's no doubt looking at my elders at the time growing up, you know, in, in their 50s, 60s and even 70s, they were starting to, to degenerate. Um, I had grandparents with cancer. Uh, my uncle had cancer, aunts with cancer, a lot of cancer. Uh, I had one uncle that had neurological degradation issues, uh, Parkinson's. Uh, and so I, I looked at them and, and, and when I was young, I was fascinated by my elders. I really respected th those who had come before me. And I was so intrigued about their life, particularly when they were children. And I would ask them questions. And sometimes those questions would reflect back to me to say, hey, when you were a kid, did you know a lot of kids like me that had chronic allergies all of the time that, you know, couldn't or you name the thing I was suffering from? Right. And even my father, uh, who was, you know, one generation removed, obviously, you know, from mm -hmm. Brooklyn, New York originally. And I said, Dad, were all the kids sick like me when you were a kid? He's like, no, well, he never thought of it until I asked him. Hmm. Uh, there was one kid, he said there was a sickly kid. Yeah, it's like that happens. But everybody was pretty much by and large fine. And then if you'd get a cold or a flu, that'd be a big deal. And then, you know, a few days later, you're over it like it never happened. But right. what were the chronic diseases and all the things? I So I was like, okay, in the span of one generation, I'm experiencing something that was very rare, especially in young people. But I saw in my elders, right? Parents right. and grandparents and aunts and uncles generation, they were suffering later in life with things that I had from the word go. Right. So to answer your question, I, I look mm -hmm. for, I was like, man, if I make it to my forties, I'm going to be wrecked with cancer. There's no doubt wow. because these parents and grandparents, they were all healthy as kids. As I queried them about their child, they didn't have any of the stuff I had. Right. So I could start doing the math and go, this doesn't look good for my future, but not right. knowing where else to go and realizing that modern medicine at a certain point I realized was, was poisoning me, making it worse. There was no way it was, it was really good. I didn't know what to do. So I kind of, in, in my prayers and petitions for healing, I wasn't mm -hmm. sent a healer initially. I was sent principles of life itself and, of course, healing as well. But then it opened me up to receive the healing gifts in a completely different package or way. Because if you only know modern medicine, you're taught everything else is quackery or whatever they say. Right. So if somebody approaches you that's from something you don't even know, never even heard of naturopathy, much less homeopathy, uh, right. that you would reject it outright because the expert says that that's crap. It's, it's not real. 
So I had to be broken down and suffer enough to be open to the healing in a different way. And I think that's an important part of what you mentioned about the journey that we're on. Right. Yes. If I had not suffered the way I did, I would not, I would have a completely different interest in life. You know, why exactly. would I talk about health and healing? It's like, unless I just wanted to, you know, I had a cursory interest in it, but this sure. was everything to me. This yeah. was life and death. You're so, passionate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and so now with the knowledge that you have, do you, do you believe that, um, your illnesses that you had were because of the environment and the environment that your parents were in? What, what, what would you say now with the knowledge that you have? Yeah, we, we know now that, um, it's not so much genetics, but right. we call it epigenetics right. Right? environment impacting gene expression. Why do I say that mm -hmm. in hour two uh, of the show? I know you're going to have to go before that, but we've got time uh -huh. to discuss this. Yeah. I'll be talking about another example of, of studies that should have been done long ago where they're saying parental exposure to herbicides and pesticides and things may right. be impacting the cancer, uh, manifestation in their offspring and their children. Mm -hmm. And so in, in the 20th century, of course, gave rise to a lot of synthetic chemicals that had never before been in existence in the history, the recorded history of man. Right. And so we had to deal with that somehow. And so I, in the span of, like, from my parents' generation to me, they were not chronically ill as children and things only later in life did they suffer or my dad in particular mm -hmm. uh, it was chronically ill. And it was same for my wife. She, you know, had uh, mm -hmm. numerous chronic illnesses and ailments when we first met. Uh, when she was in chiropractic school many years ago, uh -huh. uh, she was on Synthroid. They were going to destroy her thyroid. She didn't have a long and healthy forward life to look to. And, and that was about the time I, you know, I had begun learning about homeopathy and going organic and doing the things that I, I shifted to. Right. And, and, and so we, in the course of our healing, and there's always another step. I'm not saying that I am, mm -hmm. I've got nothing that bothers me at all, but man, what I can do in my fifties that I couldn't do in mm -hmm. my twenties and the energy and all of that, it's just tremendous. And so she and I worked on our health and removed things that were obstacles to our health, like mercury in our teeth, for instance, mm -hmm. or residual mercury from vaccines and other things and cleansed our bodies enough to where we could have mm -hmm. children, not just children, but, you know, two healthy children that don't right. suffer with the chronic diseases that we had, both of us now. So let's look at this generationally, mm -hmm. okay. my parents' generation, her parents' generation, mm -hmm. not chronically ill as children, as a young adults, et cetera. She and I both as children and young adults, chronic, 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 really serious stuff. Right. And so we go, all right, if that's genetic, then our kids are going to be de desperately bad because we're both chronically ill and our parents and her, her parents not. So in the span of one generation going bad, the mm -hmm. next generation, boom, we corrected it. And, and I'm not saying once again, they've had infections. There's normal part, but we haven't had to right. resort to even one antibiotic in their life. And my son is 22. Wow. My daughter's 17. They've never been vaccinated. And, and so the, the lesson for me there is that as bad as it looks, if we do everything within our power mm -hmm. to correct what we've done wrong, even in ignorance, mm -hmm. the potential for recovery is miraculous. And perhaps the miracle is not that it, uh, I guess, would happen, but it's mm -hmm. the strange miracle that we don't figure it out, that right. the way through this is to honor the natural world and the rules, the laws that have been given to us in terms of dietary ideas, not right. poisoning the body, unlike medicine mm -hmm. where they poison people back to health, which is you don't really ever get back to health through poison. Right. Uh, yes. So the journey is quite extraordinary. And that's kind of, kind of been my generational one down and then uh -huh. back up again. Well, you said something that's interesting to me. You said that your children have not been vaccinated. That means not one vaccination. Not one. No. 
not one. And and what did you do for school? Well, in most every school system, except for crazy California and New York and a few others, there were always options if you wanted to send mm-hmm. them to public school uh, to opt out based on religious philosophical or medical reasons. And uh-huh. it depends on where you were. Obviously they've been trying to clamp down on any restriction, uh, any, right. uh, let's say option opt out for instance. Right. Uh, of course, if you go to private schools might be a little easier, but even now those they're trying to clamp down on it. Uh, and right. then there's homeschool of course, but there's right. always a way. And I have to remind people there's always a way. If mm. you think you're trapped, well, it's because you think you're trapped. Recognize that the gifts of healing and the pathways out of a mess that you might find yourself in are always there. The way out is always there, but our our minds limit our ability to see, for instance, our willingness to see the path out that seems invisible to everybody, including ourselves, until we go, God, I don't know what the path is, but I trust that there is a path and the moment I need it, I will see it. Let me remain open. Let me practice your presence, that communication, so it will become obvious to me at that moment. And that's the kind of way I've gone through life where everybody sees obstacles or impossibility. You know, I'm like, well, if it was impossible, I I don't I can't explain why I'm here. Right. (laughs) You know, right. Even even in broadcast radio for all these years, they say that's impossible what you've done. Well, I did it. Can't be impossible, can it? Unless you change the definition (laughs) of impossible. I love what you're saying because like literally I think of all of all of our kids and our kids have been vaccinated because I was just like thinking there was no other way. Right. That's like, that's what you need to do. And and then you're asked for it everywhere to go to camp, to go anywhere. You're always asked for the vaccine record. So I was just always thought that that was something that needed to be done. And really to me, none of this, like this whole awareness really began a year ago, like from now, because Mm -hmm. I wasn't believing everything I was hearing. And, you know, I was hearing people, you know, say, oh, don't vaccinate your kids. And I was thinking, oh, that's strange. You know, vaccines are good. And my sons were the ones who were like, vaccines, like, don't listen to anything that you're saying. And so this has been something, this is a new journey for me. It really is. Not not just for you, Sherry. I mean, think of all the medical doctors and scientists now, PhD level scientists, they're having to look back over their entire career of what they've recommended seemingly blindly thinking that they were following what they called the science and finding out that most of it was based on a heap of lies, disinformation, misinformation, not coming from homeopaths and naturopaths and chiropractors, but from the pharmaceutically conflicted medical industry. They have been captured to the point where all they are, are glorified drug pushers, pill pushers, and shot pushers. That's right. And I said, look, if you want a well baby visit to go to a pediatrician, of course, you go Mm. in as a well baby, get the jabs, you come out as a not well baby. Mm. Then you go, well, what do I go them for? Well, you can go there because they'll measure your your circumference of your head. Well, if you need that measured, go to a hat maker. It's a lot cheaper to measure your head there. And they're just as good, maybe better at it than the pediatrician. So, uh, and, 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 you know, I've speaking, spoke to pediatricians that sheepishly admit that's pretty much all they do in childhood with rare exception. And this mm. is not an indictment of every doctor of pediatri- right. pediatric medicine. It's just an acknowledgement that the primary purpose of pediatricians is just to get parents used to bringing their kids in to get shot six months, nine right. months, year right. based on what a deficiency of what's in those shots that doesn't mm. exist. And now right. we're finding out through the lies of COVID jabs that the questioning of the entire vaccine reality that we've been taught for now a couple of centuries right. may have been fraught with a lot of deception as well. And that, again, that's just not me saying it. I've been seeing right. it for a long time, but right. doctors and PhD researchers are now looking back and going, huh, I never really thought about that. I didn't, you know, we were programmed so heavily that 
Mm-hmm. And I had a PhD uh, researcher on yesterday's broadcast. And, mm-hmm. You know, I asked her about, look, you're clearly intelligent. And, and people who reach PhD and MD levels are clearly smart people. That's right. not the issue. How is it possible that they've fallen prey to this? And, you know, she agreed, as I do, that smart or dumb doesn't matter. It's easy to program people. People are very programmable. We're very vulnerable to programming. And uh, if we want to achieve something, we learn that in order to achieve it, we have to do something. We say, okay, we'll do that. And then we shut down critical thinking skills. And so even as intelligent people, we become very dumbed down to certain narratives. And we're struggling out through a dangerous time in our history where a lot of people are getting injured or even killed with these experimental injections. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, as a matter of fact, my daughter-in-law, she uh, is, she just received, she is a vet. And so she went to vet school. Mm -hmm. And basically my son and her were just telling me how they're just grooming them, grooming her to do what they wanted them to do. And so it was just, it's such a paradigm shift for me personally, because all your life you've been taught to trust the, trust the yep. politicians, trust your leadership, trust school, trust, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and all of a sudden everything shifts and shifts so dramatically for me. It's been there, right? But this has just made it so evident. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's waking up. Well, waking and to, up. to talk to your daughter-in-law about what they're programming her to believe and do, if you're a, a veterinarian that's purely allopathic and is not opened up to all the other things many veterinarians are now doing, you pretty much are a vaccinator. You're an antibiotic dispenser mm-hmm. and a prednisone dispenser. Those are the three things they do. Mm-hmm. And yet none of those dogs and cats have deficiencies of any of those things. And there are other ways to go is the point. There are a lot of veterinarians that have gone holistic. Many of them, my friends who mm-hmm. I appreciate, and they acknowledge again, what I say, Right. Like in, in, in the book, Unlock the Power to Heal that I wrote with my buddy, Ty Bollinger, uh-huh. um, you know, this book, yes, I talk about gut health, you know, there's a big chapter on how do you heal the gut and that's yes. digestion, that's elimination, assimilation, uh, immune function, neurotransmitter production, mm-hmm. endocrine compound production, all of the, these things through the gut, microbiome issues. And mm-hmm. I say in there, there's a chapter, it's titled the road to colostomy bags is paved with antibiotics and prednisone. And you bring that statement to a gastroenterologist and they kind of lower their head and look away and go, yeah, yeah, he's right. That's right. That's what they're trained to do. And it's a disaster. And that's why my uncle told me, if you became a doctor, you're going to be miserable. I would be miserable if all I was doing is driving people to colostomy bags because I have a lot of GI issues. So I had to recover myself in that way. Mm -hmm. And none of it involved antibiotics and prednisone. In fact, it was the reverse of it. How do I undo the damage from those things? Right. And so we can do that. Mm-hmm. And where can, um, where can that book be bought? The power to heal, uh, unlock the power to heal. You can get it on unlock Amazon that. or Barnes uh-huh. and Noble online, bn.com okay. or, uh, the chapter, uh, to that, the one I just mentioned is available for free download at my website, robertscabell.com. So okay. scroll down to the bottom, you'll find it, but, um, you can also sign up for the newsletter by texting RSB to two, two, eight, two, eight. So Beautiful. my initials RSB to two, two, eight, two, eight, text it on over. Beautiful. Sherry, you were just rocking it as a, as a, as a, uh, like a <laughs> I, still have a, I still have a few more questions here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like impressed. I hope everybody's enjoying Sherry. You know, we're, we're simulcasting <laughs> with Sherry Belmar and she's doing great work. And I hope you'll sign up for the big thing that's going on right now. Simultaneously. It's a live this. manifesto. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it's, and it's happening. And again, the links are in the show notes too at robertscoutbell.com. So thank you, Sherry. Keep, keep going. You're doing great. That's, that's beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> well, actually what I would love um, for you to talk about right now is what concerns you most 
Uh, you can you can you can mention several things, but yeah. as we look at the panorama of the world right now, which there's so many things right on the horizon, what is what are the things that concern you the most? Well, I suppose because of all the fear that is pervasive, and and mm -hmm. you know, fear is something that's part of life, and uh, I think in some ways fear is an important part of our lives because let's just use an example of I'm going to be hiking up to the top of a mountain with my daughter and their senior class soon. And uh -huh. it's a 10,000 foot peak. And there are places along that peak that, you know, there's a narrow path and you look down and you're like, Ooh, that's scary. I'm afraid of falling. Now it, that's what would lead me to be more cautious rather than right. let's just run full speed ahead. And so there's, uh, you know, not to dismiss fear as, as something that could be a survival mechanism, but the way it's programmed into us is to be afraid of the invisible. Be afraid of right. things that aren't there. You know, we were raised and we would talk about the boogeyman or whatever it was that we were afraid of these stories. And here we are in, in a sense where it's been institutionalized, this fear by the experts that we're supposed to rely upon and believe and be programmed to do what they say. And they're telling us we have to live in a permanent state of fear of the next virus, bacteria, whatever right. pathogen they want to say. And breathing is fearful. We want to teach children right. that if they breathe, they can kill grandma or grandpa. I mean, you think about that, you think about that moving forward and say, if that really becomes the norm, mm. we're done as a species, right? You know, we're not going to interact. We're not going to go out and meet people and love people. We're not going to celebrate life. We're going to enjoy life. All of the things that make life worth living are destroyed in fear in this way. And so I think moving forward, uh, the fear that I have is that fear mm -hmm. will be the pervasive consciousness of humanity mm -hmm. until there's no humanity left. Now, hmm. it's not encompassing everybody. So we know that humanity will get through this. But the question is, who among us will? The right. people living in fear, the people taking the next shot as we find more and more evidence that the shots are killing and having no benefit. They're eliminating the ability to procreate. You talk about a species right. survivability. We're getting down to birth rates that are not replacing the people that are lost. Right. And so these are very big concerns moving forward. Uh, and I say, as you ask that question in this moment, that's what comes through. Wow. And actually, we um, we had your friend, Dr. Paul Baratero, on mm. on Monday. Yeah. And he was we were talking about this because I asked him to talk about leading, um, leading through fear. And and he talked about love, how love was like the greatest power of all. And they're just um, they're up and they're they're on opposite ends. He's he's so, right. He's right. Yeah. That love that is you that exists within you when you're connected to the source of your very life. Mm. That is the thing that dissolves the fear. And and I've talked about it because people ask me, uh, "Aren't you afraid?" All the things you say it gets people mad, and I'm like, "No. Why why would I be afraid?" It's what I'm supposed to do. It's what I'm here to do to talk about these things. It's my journey. It's my path. It's my mission. It's my passion. Right. And if I do become afraid at any point in time, then I check in and I go, all right, I'm off mission. Right. I'm off base. And in other words, I've strayed from my purpose. And then I talk about my connection with the divine, with the creator, with God. Right. And so when you walk with God, what is there to fear? When you are devoid of that relationship or that relationship strays or distances, then you start having this fear creep in. You're like, oh, I don't like that. But then people will take advantage of that fear and become right. proclaim themselves to be false gods. The doctors, the scientists, exactly. the Fauci's of the world. Oh, you don't have to be afraid. Just take this shot. And what a deception mm -hmm. leading yeah. to children with myocarditis and pericarditis and vascular events. And, you know, people are dropping dead like never before and on camera everywhere. Yes. Like suddenly down athletes in their prime. 
And you're saying, well, that was normal. We just didn't have cameras back then. Really? How many of us heard reports of this, much less kids having heart attacks? You remember that right. when we were kids, Sherry? All the kids no. that were having heart attacks and stroke? No. No, no, so. it didn't exist. It didn't. And so as we continue here on talking about how to lead, how, how to find truth to lead your life through COVID, through the situations that we're in, um, I, I, where do you feel people are, are most deceived? Oof, yeah, I, I don't know if I have the definitive answer. I just say right now it is in the health arena more than health anything. Arena. It's the, it's the place where we're the most vulnerable because for decades, if not generations now, we've turned our bodies over to an elite ruling class of what we call medical doctors. Right now, whether they mean well or not, that's not the argument at the moment. The reality mm -hmm. is we've placed monopoly powers into one view of health right. or health care. Right. And that view is applied appropriately in emergency trauma interventions like warfare medicine. You get hit by a bus, you get shot by a bullet. We can do amazing things to save your life where you would normally bleed out. But we've utilized that brilliance in that particular area and applied it to everywhere else where it doesn't belong in terms of chronic care. Because applying the things they do in acute care leads to chronic disease, degradation, disease, cancer, neurological degradation, et cetera. It doesn't correct what's gone wrong. In, a, in an issue with a bone break, there's no mystery what happened. You got hit right. by something. In, the, in, in a bullet wound, it's no mystery. Right. You know what's there. But in the case of cancer, in the case of neurological degradation, they and their medical training do not acknowledge the role of toxicological burdens outside of even beyond metabolic waste that can accumulate and create inflammatory cascades that never leave. Right. And then the, the nutrient deficiencies that are also made worse in the presence of these toxins that our body gives up those nutrients, those minerals to protect ourselves. So I would say our biggest, again, vulnerability coming back to the deceptions about health and that only right. doctors know the way out. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when people find out about this new great food or dietary supplement or mineral, they go to their, run to their doctor and say, doc, right. what do you think of this? The doc has had little or no training in that. And they, exactly. oh, no, that's crap. I didn't learn it. So it doesn't exist. You know, that's not appropriate. Now, the doctors that I know and are friends with that appear on my show have gone well beyond that training, recognized now right. the limitations. And many of them are waking up just now because of the COVID deception. And, and beyond your program, where else would you recommend for people to go to find answers? Because if we're saying, because Dr. Jim Meehan told our audience yesterday, if you're sick, don't go to the doctor. Okay. So where do we go? Yeah. Well, <laughs> nowhere else. Just listen to the Robert Scott Bell show 24 <laughs> seven. No, I'm go. teasing. I'm teasing. No. Uh, the, yeah. The point is I would say go within ultimately. And that's a weird answer in a sense because yeah. you're saying, well, who do I go to? No, you got to go within. You got to recognize your gut intuition, the, the, the spidey senses the, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the BS detectors, we need to come back to that. Like the moms that reported over the last 20, 30 years, particularly but 20 years plus now of the nudge they had, they were at the doctor's office at the well baby visit and mm -hmm. something was telling them, don't get the shot. Don't let them get the shot. But the doctor would overwhelm them with authority, authoritarian, ism, if you will. Right. And they acquiesce because, oh, who am I? I'm just a mom. You're a mom. You have a direct connection to that child, much greater and stronger than any mm -hmm. doctor on the planet with any number of degrees. Mm -hmm. And so our, my solution, if you will, is what I've assessed as a doctor of homeo in homeopathy or other right. things. But I think of any doctor who's a physician or a teacher and a healer, right. the real goal and role is to 
reconnect people to the source of all healing. And what is that? Their divinity, their divinity. Now that doesn't mean you also don't do a surgical procedure to remove a bullet, but what happens if you go in and you're an atheist doctor and, and suddenly you get this nudge from, you don't know where saying, don't cut there. You're like, but I always cut here. I'm trained to cut here. You ignore that side because you're told that that doesn't exist. That's a hallucination. It's not real. Whereas in any moment of any day, all the things you're used to doing, if you're sensitive to the communication from spirit, it can guide you out of a disaster that's impending, even though every time you've done it before, it's not a disaster. Absolutely. And that's why I say that's where we got to go first and everything else can come from that. And then if you want to learn through, you know, the mental practices of whatever uh, discipline you're entered into, that's fine. But then you'll also recognize when it's BS, something will go, Ooh, that just doesn't feel right. Doesn't sound right. Something's Mm -hmm. wrong. And you'll mm-hmm. be given that, which is always there, but you'll be learning that language. So you're less able to be deceived or programmed out of it. That This is beautiful. This is beautiful because it's empowering, right? Mm. It, it, it goes against the fear, the fear narrative. Yeah. And um, it, it makes us, it grounds us in that we are able. And so that, that is calming and, and, uh, empowering. So I, I love that. And I, and I believe it. I really do. We, we know when something is settling with us and when something is off. And so to, to honor that, I, I love that. Um, okay. I've got uh, this, uh, this other question here. What do you foresee with this vaccine campaign that they've been doing shot, the shot bang, the shot campaign over the last two years. um, What do you foresee in the future? Because there's a lot of, a lot of things that are being said. What do you foresee? Uh, Well, the crumbling uh, of the narrative, the crumbling of uh, Mm -hmm. the medical uh, industrial complex as the only place to go for health. In fact, uh, you think about the deceptions that are occurring. We've been seeing uh, videos of people that realize that their loved ones have been harmed, injured, or even killed shortly after the COVID jabs. And now we're seeing videos of people confronting their doctors, their pharmacists or nurses who have done this. Right. And so we're seeing a, a, a real anger uh, well up when, when the people realize that they have been deceived and it's, it's happening in real time, not like 20 or 30 years down the road, you figure it out. They're, they're finding it out within months, weeks, days, hours, sometimes now. And so the, yes. the closing in of the loop, I call it, if you want to call it a karmic loop, mm-hmm. but a cause and effect loop to where the deception was, if we can keep them distance from it by generations, much less over the span of years in a lifetime, we can escape the wrath of those who find out what we've done. And so what's mm-hmm. happening is what's being revealed. The illusion is lifting. The veil of illusion is lifting, which mm-hmm. means that as you see through this at a certain point, you're going to have to act not no longer as a victim but as someone who will not be victimized moving forward mm-hmm. by anybody who's invested in this, uh, dem- I would say at this point, demonic technology of right. synthetic MRA right. injections to alter a normal DNA protein synthesis. It's like, oh, man, I just, I, I get very emotional at this point to realize how horribly wrong we've gone. Mm-hmm. And as good as doctors can be when they really excel and do the right thing, they can right. be the worst in the world as we go back to Nazi Germany and all Mm. of the the experimentation that was done on Jews, gypsies, gays, any undesirables, mentally infirm, anything like that. And these were done by doctors as well. So we got to stop putting people up on pedestals and worship, worshiping Mm. them like they're demigods. And I mean that Mm. of homeopaths, of chiropractors, of any kind of doctor Mm -hmm. and recognize they're human and, and, and observe Mm -hmm. how they live as much as, or maybe more than what they say, Mm -hmm. uh, because that'll tell you who they are. 
Beautiful. Uh, do you have any books that you would recommend beyond your book? Jeez. I, you know, here's the thing about that question. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a, it's a legitimate question. It's a great question. Yes. But I have read, this is going back into the nineties when I was first starting, right. actually in the eighties, I was reading stuff, but nine, it, I can't even count the number. It's so many. And I forget all, often. It's like, right. where did I get that information? It's like, oh my gosh. Now I will say this for those that are wanting to peer through the, the curtain and see through the illusion of a lot of things right. with, with humor and intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to recommend my dear friend, Liam chef's book, official stories. Okay. And, and why? Because it's not just about some of the health issues. It is that too. And it'll challenge mm -hmm. you on a lot of things, including some uh -huh. political things, uh, Darwinism, nine 11, uh, mm -hmm. AIDS vaccine vaccines, big bang theory. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things as an overview, you begin to see through in a very humorous and intelligent way that uh -huh. the things we have all been told that we all just believe are right are deceptions. Mm -hmm. And, and, and people will go, Oh, I don't think I want to know that. Well, then it's right. not for you. But for those of you who are ready to start seeing through the lies so that you can live a mm. more truthful and honest life and then help right. your kids and grandkids to do the same, we must now confront that which we're afraid to learn that right. we've been lied to about a lot of things. And what you right. do with it is up to you. My journey will be different than yours. And, but that's okay. That's what we're all here for our unique experiences, but we can align in mission and purpose in that we are trying to empower people, not disempower them, Right. you know, alleviate fear rather than to increase fear. And, exactly. and yet for some people, Sherry, when they wake up to see that they've been lied to, they get very afraid. And I've been there too. I remember being mm. under my covers in bed, not wanting to come out. I was so afraid about what I was learning about how the right. world really works. Mm. And then I had to find a deeper connection mm. to the divine. Right. If, you know, I don't know how atheists do it, but I mean, you know, having a, a strong spiritual connection to your source makes all the difference in the world, can get you through even the scariest of scaries. And that's, Absolutely. that's where it leads. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So, um, for our audience, uh, where can they find you? Like how often is your show, uh, just for, to, to have that information there for, for our sure. audience? Well, we are on live three to five Eastern time us Monday uh -huh. through Friday. We usually do a bonus round that can go anywhere from five to 30 minutes longer uh, uh -huh. afterwards. And we, are heard either at the sh the website right here, robertscottbell.com uh -huh. slash listen, or later on podcast mm -hmm. sites as audio or mm -hmm. archived on Brideon. And some now we're working on rumble as, as well. We've got banned on YouTube and, and places. So um, sometimes we're able to go out live on Facebook and it's weird, but not today, but eventually we'll be back for a little while on Twitter oh, you and know? Yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. Great. You know what, you know what, um, what, when you're talking about that news about Denmark, Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what showed up because I had a different background when we were mm -hmm. starting yeah. and mine, it was lead your life through COVID. And it was showing me, this cannot be aired in Denmark because it says COVID on it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? The same time they should not like <laughs> reveal that they've banned 18 and unders from getting COVID jabs. There's a lot of disconnect, even in right. Denmark where a good thing has just happened. Right. Uh, and and right. here, I, I just thought that was strange, right? It was like out of all the countries that country appeared and then We're it's not, like, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> here in the United States, again, we have an interesting dilemma, depending on what state you're in, how heavy handed government is playing roles of trying to frighten you into more jabs, right. more masks, et cetera, whether it now is the monkeypox scam or something else. Uh, and so we have somewhat the ability to move about the cabin here, but 
There are right. those on this planet within our country and outside of it that want to limit our freedom, that want to tell us right. you will own nothing and you will like it. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, if you become totally dependent on an elite ruling class of central bureaucracies and, and globalists, right. uh, you're not going to like it. You might own nothing, but you're not going to like it because, you know, they assume ownership over your body and your children's body. And in many right. states of the union in America, they already assume that. Right. Think about it. I mean, how the mandates for shots happen. Who owns your body? Right. They get to tell you you have to be experimented upon. Right. Right. And um, how would you suggest for people to be prepared? How to be prepared. Good Lord. Do you ask the tough question, Sherry? <laughs> my turn. Is it my turn yet? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll have one more and that's it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm teasing. Wow. Preparation. You know, one of the things we've been talking about extensively on this show and, uh, you know, I've been bugging super Don about it for at least a few years is growing your own food, growing mm. a garden. And why do I say that? Because we have physical needs. Part of that for most of us is eating food, uh, right. much less clean water and things. And what if uh, there are supply chain disruptions? We've seen evidence of that in the last couple of years. Right. What if the food doesn't roll from trucks as easily as it once did? Are you prepared? Now, I'm not saying that everybody could start a garden today and have enough to cover everything, but you don't start when you're desperately hungry. Right. So start now, or maybe now some people will say too late, but I think we've been given a little bit of grace too. Each time it extends a little longer. You know, right. I, I talk with my wife and others, we look around, we go, how is this place still even going? When you look at some of the things that are really occurring, you're like, there's right. gotta be a God thing here, helping us to give us a little bit more time to prepare a little bit. And this is not meaning now you can loaf and relax. We still got to do things, but think about your essential needs. And, right. uh, if you want to survive and if you really are genuinely like a lot of the people that listen to the, this show and probably work with you, you really like helping people. But think about how unhelpful you'll be when you're desperately hungry and you have no food. What help right. are you to anybody else in that situation? So part of recognizing our ability to be helpful and charitable is mm -hmm. to have abundance or right. even to share in a little bit that you have and, you know, but in, in freedom, not in coercion and deception and threat with loss of freedom and life and all of that. Uh, so I say anything you can do to sustain yourself in a way we didn't think we had to, because we mm -hmm. grew up at a time and Sherry, that's you too, in a time where stuff just kind of miraculously appeared in stores. We didn't have to grow anything. We had these right. little pieces of paper, some of which the government let us keep. And we would then exchange those for things that made us full. Oh, isn't this mm. great? That's an, un that's a blip in, in the history of humanity. <laughs> Yet this is all we've known in our lifetime. Exactly. So it's hard to conceive of my gosh, what if the spigot runs dry? You know, the food mm -hmm. doesn't appear in the marketplace tomorrow and you've just run out of something. How will mm -hmm. you deal with that? And if you're the only one in your neighborhood dealing with it, that's not going to be good enough. We've got to do better and get out of our comfort zone and, and start to know our neighbors again and talk yes. about these things. It's uncomfortable, but they've wanted to divide us so that wouldn't happen because when right. we're together, we find we have a lot more in common. Even mm -hmm. if we have disagreements, it doesn't lead to hatred. It leads beautiful. to cooperation, voluntary yes. cooperation. That's beautiful. Uh, what are your thoughts um, on Marburg? Who's he? The Marburg virus. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Guys. <laughs> this is, this is an, another extent. Another is that a <laughs> Professor Marburg? I once had him. No, this is this is a, a, another aspect of the fear pornography, right? Yes. We can't if, if they're not going to fall prey to the monkeypox fear. Then let's see. Let's throw Marburg out. Marburg seems to be related to Ebola. Uh, it's one of these uh, vascular issues where you might bleed from the eyes. You know, mm -hmm. similar to Ebola, something that's more visually reprehensible and frightening 
And so their argument is that, uh, well, yeah, now we have to shut down again. It's not like COVID. We got through that. It's not like monkeypox, which only affected a few. This one, everybody's going to. And that's the whole argument of, uh, uh, of, of, of Ebola as well. And I look back at all of these things that they claim to be, proclaim to be viral diseases. And I say, well, my gosh, uh, when you simply replenish the soils in those areas that have these outbreaks with selenium, and you mm. supplement selenium back into the diet of the people suffering, it just completely disappears and you didn't have to kill anything. And so mm. we look at these things from the, the eyes through the law of the terrain versus the germ theory. And we recognize it isn't the germ or even the virus we have to fear. It's the, the dysfunction within our own bodies due to what we didn't know, what we now need to know. Mm. We need to supplement. We need to eat mm. clean foods. We need to detoxify from the things that are obstacles for normal metabolic functions, cellular mm -hmm. functions, et cetera. And yes, we do have remedies, whether they be herbal, homeopathic, and otherwise, mm -hmm. energetic even, or even right. drugs. I mean, let's look at, the, you know, be honest about the, the last two years. What have been the most successful drugs to keep people well or get them well in COVID? Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, both antiparasitics. Mm. And so I look at what's the most powerful antiparasitic in nature? Copper. I'm like, dude, people are afraid of copper. They're afraid of the wrong things. Mm. You know, and we, we've we wiped copper out of the, the environment pretty much in, in our food. It's not there. And even if it is, we're not absorbing it. So we look mm. to say, let's shore up those deficiencies mm -hmm. and let's address inflammation, not by suppressing inflammation to death of the liver and the immune system, but by modulating in a way that the body doesn't need the inflammatory response or perceive it needs it because it's gone so awry because we've relied on drugs and shots our whole life instead of nutrition and detoxification and helping our liver and hydrating. I'm sure Paul Veritera talked a lot about hydrogen and water as well. And then there's we, the well, other yeah. aspect yeah, of EMFs and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of factors involved in what you're describing. But if, if people are still afraid when they say boo Ebola, boo Marburg, then we have a great vulnerability because we're still turning over our bodies to the elite ruling class that pretends to know something but ignores mm -hmm. the reality of the true cause of those things, right. which are not the things themselves, the virus, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone is interested in homeopathy, mm -hmm. where, where should they begin? Uh, well, I've got a, a, I did an hour long presentation for Trinity mm -hmm. School of Natural Health. Uh, it's a lecture on demand and it's uh, mm -hmm. basically clinical homeopathy 101 plus. And I, I, I taught it because this was how I got out of my first got out of the mess. I was in 24 years of chronic illness. And it was the starting point for using homeopathic medicine, medicine in, in what we call low potencies mm -hmm. across the board to address the primary three primary issues that we're all dealing with now in this chronic environment. That mm -hmm. is detoxification support, you know, liver, kidney, colon, lymph, mm -hmm. et cetera assimilation support that is digestive processes mm -hmm. stomach intestines you know you go pancreas uh, different mm -hmm. things like that uh, and then the third issue which they're all connected is inflammation right. response uh -huh. that could result in joint pain or vascular issues and the same thing is causing both and so it's a three-pronged approach that i teach in that one hour long class and then trinity school has uh, more clinical support as well beyond that if people want to go further mm -hmm. but I, that's a great place to start to get a your foot in the door. Now, there are a lot of forms of homeopathy. They don't go where I went. They right. go into what single remedy methodology or classical methods where you're just mm -hmm. looking for one single remedy to match up all the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that's fine too. It's a whole different realm, but I find people are too toxic, too deficient, mm -hmm. too inflamed. Right. 
due to all the things I mentioned that if we don't correct those things, we not, might not be able to find the similimum, the ideal one remedy. And even if we do, our body is so gummed up and not functional, mm, we might right. not react at all or react with such vigor. We end up in a worse crisis place that I don't mm. want people to go. So one, I believe can lead to the other, but uh -huh. I just give you the piece of perspective. If you're drawn to right. the clinical side of things, yes. that's where I started. Okay, great. And so actually you could find this on your website, right? Because it's, you have links to Trinity. We have links to Trinity. You go to trinityschool.org and there mm -hmm. are links to lectures on demand and you can get it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, great. Well, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? Well, I have questions for you, for my audience. Okay, go like, for it. We're like, who is this Sherry Gay lady? She's amazing. But how does she know what she knows to do what she does? And like a backstory to lead to this moment in time for this uh, big online event. <laughs> The back story is last year at this time, actually, I was in bed and I thought I was going to die because I was not prepared for COVID. And uh, I thought it was just a fear narrative. And I thought if I got COVID, I would um, it would be just a little bit worse than a flu and uh, and then I'd be fine. And so I was on the up opposite side of the spectrum. You have the people who are moved by fear. And I was in ignorance, <laughs> basically, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm sick, and um, I my and I keep on getting worse. I get in touch with my insurance, and I because my sister's like get hydroxychloroquine. I'm like hydroxy what? Mm -hmm. Like I'm like I'm sick. I'm like trying to write that down. Mm -hmm. And so I call up my insurance. I said I need to I need a doctor that will prescribe hydroxychloroquine, and. Uh, and they're like, no, we don't give you any medication until you're bad enough to come into the hospital. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's what my, stupid. that's, that's what my insurance told yeah. me. Well, this was on a Wednesday, like this today, this is a, this is, this is my celebration you see, Robert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then well, happy um, birthday, happy thank birthday, you. Sherry. It is. It's <laughs> yes. a great day to be celebrating with you and you've it's done a great just, day to be alive. <laughs> yes. And the beautiful yes. smile, the light pouring from you. <laughs> to do what you're doing. And you, you didn't stay victimized by what was happening. I love that. And what you're doing no, is, no, is no, just sir. Be, it's inspiring. No. And, and so basically I just, uh, I told God, I said, God, if you get me up off of this bed, the first thing I'm going to do is share my story because there are other people that don't know and they need to know. And mm -hmm. so actually what happened was on Wednesday I was sick and then I got a lot worse. I wasn't breathing and my husband called 911 and I told him I was not going to go to the hospital. I was like, I, if I die, I'd rather die at home than mm. alone in the hospital. Because the month before, my brother-in-law had lost both of his parents in the hospital and he wasn't yeah. even able to be with them. Yeah. And so uh, so anyway, when 911 came, uh, you know, they asked me the questions, you know, to see if I was lucid. And so they asked you, who's the president of the United States? And I was like, I've been asking myself that for six months. You tell me who's <laughs> tell the me. president of the United States, right? <laughs> yes. And so, well, long story short, I just said, I'm not going. And the man, the man that was in charge, he says, you're making a good decision. He mm. says, because you're probably just dehydrated. Make sure you get hydrated if you have any problems, respiratory problems. So yeah. really, if it hadn't been for my friends and my family, Robert, I would have died. That's the mm. truth because I did not know what ivermectin was. Yeah. I did not know what hydroxychloroquine was. Mm. I did not know what Regeneron was. So I had a friend by like, Sunday night where I couldn't breathe. I had um, silent pneumonia. Mm. And so she said, you should probably go get Regeneron treatment. I'm like, Regener what? 
And so the next day I went in and they told me in two hours, I'd probably be feeling better. I had silent pneumonia. I was the worst person that was in the clinic. And effectively, after they gave me the IV, two hours later, I was already up. Like I had not been up for 10 days. I'd been mm. literally, you know. And so as I began to study to share my story, I just began to realize that the rabbit hole is deeper and deeper and deeper. We're, we're yeah. caught in the rabbit hole, right? It's like, yeah. this is deep. And so uh, I just became passionate about it. And as I began to realize that this is uh, light and darkness and that is just a lot e more evil than we could even imagine. And I just said, hey, if they are canceling all the good doctors like yourself, mm -hmm and they can't be on YouTube and they can't be on here and they can't be right. on there, then to just extend that platform uh, so that the truth can be heard on one other place. And yeah. so that's when we decided to do the Optimal Health Beyond COVID Summit. Mm -hmm. And God gave us 21 amazing speakers of which you are one of them. And, and so, and here we are, we're planning our next uh, summit now in, in October. Awesome. Check it out. Super Don, put it up on screen here. I know that Sherry's going to have to go soon. It's her birthday for all, for goodness sake. Lead your life through COVID. It's happening right now. Free live manifesto. You can register. We have the links at the show notes at robertscottbell.com, as well as uh, for those of you who are already a fan of Sherry, as we are now too, uh, you want to plug into the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter, text RSB to 22828. Send RSB to 22828. Immediately, you'll get a response and just enter your email and you'll get the daily newsletter as well and stay connected with all these things that are empowering you and not frightening you. Uh, that's what we uh, we are doing differently, I think. So we, you're welcome here anytime, Sherry. Have well, a thank wonderful you. you rest of your too. birthday. Well, yeah. thank you. It's been a pleasure, Robert. And uh, God bless you and continue to bless all of those that you are reaching. And may this um, word continue to expand because it's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and you can hijack my show anytime. You did great. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's and a no, deal. You didn't, you didn't hijack it. We simulcast <laughs> it. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We, we, we agreed. Yes, no, it was wonderful coming together like this. I appreciate you flexing and, and doing all the things behind the scenes with Super Don to make it happen. So it's keep it amazing. up. You're going to be greatly successful in all that you're doing. And I thank, thank you for being you. here with me today. Thank you. God bless. Bye. All right. That's Sherry Belmar and her on her birthday of, of all things. And uh, yeah, I didn't have to do much today at all. I just kind of hung out and answered questions. I love that. Super Don, why can't you do that when we're on the show? Just ask me questions. Be Man, my life would get easy. <laughs> above my pay grade <laughs> no sherry was great wasn't she she's terrific yeah no it was awesome yeah what a bright light very cool uh, i love that also you know we, we mentioned about the the pesticide and the thing we're going to talk about later um i mentioned usually orange guard just to remind you i don't know if her, if her audience is watching you should know about this because if you've got little bugaboos around the house ants and balls and different things you don't like and you don't want to kill yourself and your children and your pets in the process what can you do Nature has provided a solution. It's called Deliminine from Orange Peel, and it's Orange Guard. OrangeGuard.com. It's OMRI listed for organic agriculture. I spray it around the house. You can spray it around your food. Your kids, your pets are fine. I even spray it around the things I grow organically. And that's, uh, you could see me also often in you my You even spray it in your mouth. I did. I even sprayed it in my mouth. Super Don, you showed me a picture. Somebody else did it too. Was that a, a one of our a, listeners? Uh, yeah, sent in a picture. Of the, we're gonna have to see that a little bit later, maybe in the second hour. That was hilarious. it's like a TikTok challenge, right? No, you, ever seen I, that? You, you know, we're like where yeah. where where the you know the kids are eating Tide Pods and stuff no, like that because somebody else that. did it no. and 
no, but no, the, no. at least this won't kill you, right? No, it won't. It, it's not a pleasant right. taste, but it just just to show how safe that is, I did spray it in my mouth on the air, and it was bitter, <clears throat> it was nasty, but it was completely safe. The point is, I just wanted to show you that you can manage pests that you don't like without harming the larger environment. And there you go. You have an option with Arnold. And you can get it basically at your local Ace hardware stores. That's so cool. You can do that. So, Or go straight to orangeguard.com. Again, shout out to uh, Nutritional Frontiers. We had a great weekend uh, in Pittsburgh with them. They have this U.S.-grown certified organic hemp CBD that we use and love here. And this is the cleanest stuff. You know that hemp aggregates things from the soil, so you better be sure it's tested and clean. They have it. The hemp boost, the transdermal delivery systems, the gummies, organic hemp CBD full-spectrum products from uh, CBDNF. That's Nutritional Frontiers. If you go to CBDNF.com, sign up there to become a customer. You can use the code RSB15, get 15% off anything they have, including things that are on sale. And then you'll also, if you're in the United States, when you mention the Robert Scott Bell Show, you'll get a, a, a sample bag of goodies to try. And, and when you do, take pictures of those goodies with you, preferably. Send them into my producer, Superdot. Ask RSB at Gmail, and you'll be added to this collage. Ask RSB at gmail.com with pictures, and you'll be entered into an occasional giveaway. We'll draw out one of you to get a live basket of goodies worth hundreds of dollars, man. It's awesome. It's way better odds than the lottery. So come on in. RobertScottBell.com. Sign up. See all those things you can do. Anyway, great first hour. I didn't even do anything. It was all Sherry. It was her birthday. I'm sorry I made her work so hard. <laughs> what a meanie. I know. I'm so Making mean. people work on their birthday. Actually, I don't think she worked hard. She, she was a natural. Wait she a minute. I like worked on my night. birthday, too. You did, too. And, and I think I did, too. What is wrong with us? We just don't take the days off that we should. You're going to be off tomorrow. I'll be off, sort of. I'll be off the next couple of days, actually. It's like, I'm going to yeah. be without my super dog. I'll be in the background. I won't I won't completely leave. I'm crying you already. Curl up in a ball in the corner. I'm you'll, supposed to be the happy out. guy, and you're making me sad. It'll be good. No, I'll I'm happy that you're getting to get out there. So, uh, what are we doing in hour two? We got a bunch of stories to cover, right? News of the day. We'll be starting off with the uh, demonization of dissent. Demonization. Is is it wrong to dissent? Yeah. What did I say about your probiotics if they're two years old? We'll get to that, too. Stand by. You cracked me up well, on Robert that one, Robert Scott yeah. <laughs> continues. Thanks again to Sherry Belmar. And uh, join us for another hour of Broadcast Healing. It starts in just a moment because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, ne- next weekend's coming up fast. The uh, Autism One Conference. I hope to see all that, and I know our friend Lori is going to be there, and others. Uh, Brian Hooker shall be there. A reunion with Judy Mikovits and so many others. And if you're a medical doctor and need CMEs, there are those offered there as well. Uh, so it's a real family reunion, and you're welcome if you're new to it. Just check out autismone.org or go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Uh, once again, hour one was a very unusual hour. And I say unusual good, I think. Uh, you know, I'm usually the one asking questions. Hey, I'm the one asking questions around here. But apparently, Sherry Belmar turned the tables on me. She tricked me. She did not trick me. We had a good time. She's really a, a bright light. I, I appreciate uh, what she's done and her, her journey, which she briefly related to get here uh, to do what she's doing. And she has a stellar cast of folks that she's interviewed for that. 
And I hope you'll uh, sign up and do that as well. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Um, other upcoming events that uh, we didn't mention. Uh, I was talking with uh, uh, Stu Warner this morning. They have, and you'll see this in the upcoming events tab. It, I, you know, the only thing I have a, a, a critique of what they're doing is only that the name is so long that it's hard to say, like, we're all going to be together at the Health Freedom Expo. Well, that's easy. Health Freedom Expo. It's it's really easy. And so I can tell you October 15th and 16th, we'll be in Chicago for the Health Freedom Expo. But the week before that, October 7th through 9th, we'll be at the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. It's like, I can't remember all that, but I can remember the event we did in Nashville, which was awesome. And uh, it's going to be fun again to be there in Orlando. Right before that, of course, in September, the 23rd, 24th is the 13th U.S. Health Freedom Congress in Folks, this is an amazing time to rub elbows with the leaders of the health freedom movement. And you could be one of them learning, teaching, sharing. And that's uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, right near the airport, 23rd and 24th, uh, I believe a Friday, Saturday of September. So that's coming up as well. And then, you know, again, go on down, you'll find the health freedom expo as well. Any or all of those are amazing. I think super Don, I sent you that there for those that want to, is it exhibitor uh, ticket pass 50 bucks? You can save till the end of this month to go uh, exhibit at the Health Freedom Expo. I think that because they were sending out emails, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, hold on. Okay. Get back no to what it was that you sent me here. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't give you a heads up on bucks. that. 50 But it's pretty cool. If you want to exhibit, if you think this audience and the people that love health, freedom, and healing liberty would love what you have to offer, service or goods, uh, products, then you definitely want to get a booth at the Health Freedom Expo. And you can save a little bit when you do it as well. Here it is. Uh, save 50 bucks through August 31st. We're in August. There it is. And uh, yeah, just go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Find out how to get the exhibitor package and save a little bit as well. You will be just thrilled by the people that you will meet there. They're very eager to learn. They're appreciative that you're there supporting them. And so uh, just consider that. If you have a product or service, uh, be part of the, the health freedom movement as well there at the Health Freedom Expo. So uh, let's see. Anything else? Any other announcements, Super D, before we go into some of the stories this hour? Because I, I uh, kind of threw you for a loop. You were talking about taking some magnesium, but it's like two years expired. I'm like, dude, come on. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was expired a couple of years ago. It was just up in the cupboard, right? You know, so and it turned out that it has like some kind of probiotic in it. What was it? Say it's it's a. Uh, Lactobacillus planetarium, you know that's like Harry Potter. That's what you get when you go to see the stars in uh, indoors. Lactobacillus planetarium, yes, that's right. On you. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was just going to take it, but then you like scared me. Well, I mean, because it, it has it has probiotics in it, and you're like, well, it expired two years ago. It it could turn into something demonic or something. Like, <laughs> demonic. Well. I guess is that, what, is that what probiotics do after their expiration days? They turn into demons. Well, the 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 word demon came up because the first article of hour two from the Brownstone Institute called the demonization of descent. That's where that came from. But no, it doesn't turn demonic. But re remember the law of the terrain. If you have a bacteria, for instance, in a certain environment, it grows and proliferates, and it's probably fine. If that environment is somehow altered, it, it's no longer the same thing. It changes. And the question is, is it going to be good for you at this point in time? Or will it just be dead? I don't know. 
But well, see, freeze- and that's what I thought. I figured, well, it might be dead, but I wasn't taking it for that anyway. I'd be taking it for the magnesium, which in this case, even though it's not the best source of magnesium, yeah. it would still give you some benefit, yeah. um, which is better than no benefit. So, you know, I'm sitting here trying to be, you know, like reasonable, you know, and, and stuff, and you're like throwing demons and stuff at me, and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just throw it away. I'm just making you think real clearly before you think. It's, it's, not, the, it's not the mega food. It's no. not the mega food. It was just, I don't even know where I got this from. I, I've got like a cabinet full of stuff. I remember up there, it, you know, we so. were talking about this, and you know, this goes back to our, our dear, dearly departed Chris Barr, not a doc. You know, he talked about the fakers out there with whole food supplements that weren't really whole food. Because it's true. they would have a few little. It's true. This was a teachable moment. Yeah. It was because, and I'm not going to show the brand just to be nice. Yeah. yeah. But, um,. It does in the ingredients. One of the ingredients, because it says on the front of the of the bottle, it says whole food mm-hmm. magnesium. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, whole food magnesium, right? Hey, nothing wrong with that. Well, it turns out that the magnesium is a chelate, mm-hmm. which I guess is not whole food, right? It's a synthetic, uh, you know, man-made, if you will, magnesium. But one magnesium. of the ingredients is is a whole food brown rice mm-hmm. protein. Right. So what they did was they took, they borrowed the whole yeah. food part of the of the, the brown rice protein mm-hmm. and just kind of you know just kind of threw it That's out there it. so it would it out cover there. the whole thing right made you know it what? made it whole whole, What's whole even food. What's about that claim? Whole food brown rice protein. So when you think of a whole food, you think of the entire brown rice and they're saying no 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 we just took out the protein and that's it that's what we're giving you it's no longer a whole food even in the rice segment it's just the protein from the rice so it, it's so deceptive and yet it, you know people are fooled by it they don't read the label it just says it and then we just roll with it so my yeah. preference for magnesium is you know and I'm not disputing what you said super D you could take other forms of magnesium and you have measurable benefit I it's about that. bioavailability so yeah. you know yeah. you could take you could take a, 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 a this here and it's maybe like 20 percent bioavailable or you could take a, a better whole food source mm-hmm. and it would be 90 percent yeah closer to full full benefit without waste yeah. and, and and so I, I get guess, it. Yeah, and that's that's the point. In in ideally, we want to get it in as as our bodies are designed to get them in. Now, I've talked about things that aren't whole foods here on the air and use things like, for instance, here we got the bioactive copper hydrosol, right? Now, copper has been ripped out of most of the soils because of all the, the chemical farming practices, and I've talked about this too. That in an ideal world, let's say copper was prevalent in the diet we were eating grass-fed animals or liver for instance that has a lot of copper even in the world real world circumstances back in the day when people had good digestion 30 to 40 percent absorption not even all of it now we're dealing with so little copper because people aren't eating copper rich foods and even the copper rich foods don't have copper kind of like i said was it today or yesterday about selenium everybody says brazil nuts i eat i eat brazil nuts i'm like dude do you know how little selenium is in brazil nuts compared to 70 years ago same thing try to eat as much brazil nuts as you can you're going to get sick you're eating too many brazil nuts not from the selenium in the brazil just from too much of the brazil nuts. so the point is how do we then efficiently deal with that issue and and in terms of copper we know that the digestive process of copper is trying to break down and assimilate but but ultimately break down copper into its bioactive forms copper one copper two for use in the body that's where we can do some help some really quick bypass without harm no harm. You can't, honestly, at, at the microgram content of this, you're not going to take too much copper. So you've got safety with the sovereign copper as well. And that's why I defer to whole food 
sources like the selenium we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And remember the discount code RSB5 when you go there. Or if you're not a web savvy person, somehow you're listening to this on a phone, I don't know, you can call them at 866-424-1077. 866-424-1077. And Super D, I still have to do, as that question came in from one of our patron supporters, kind of a day in the life scenario where what do you start with? I'm gonna I want to take people through the kitchen morning routine. Uh, and get it up there for our patron uh, supporters first, you know, okay. show them what I'm doing. Because people, you know, it's like demystifying it. I'm not saying everybody has to do what I do, but I just, you want to know what I do? You see the results? For me, this is working. All right? Consider it. That's all. My muscles are getting bigger. Why? A little bit of IGF-1. <laughs> that keys to life dot shop thing. So Bell, I think, is the discount code. But these are the things that I do. I'm very upfront about it. If something doesn't work, I'll say, mm, it doesn't seem to be working. But uh, I don't necessarily need to take uh menstrual pain remedies for instance don't know why but i don't i no? don't have that yeah well you know you, you maybe you should because uh according to what you were saying earlier today you saw this headline here mm-hmm. yeah women written out of nhs wales menstruation advice nhs is the national health service out of the united kingdom nhs backed information on menstruation is using gender neutral language and guidance aimed at people who bleed now you're not a woman who menstruates. You're a person who bleeds. <laughs> so maybe maybe some people should be taking the uh, the, the yeah. that that you know maybe I mean? yeah maybe I should be taking remedies for that because I'm a person who bleeds. Right. Look, every, everybody bleeds for various reasons. Uh, and gosh, do I have to go through <laughs> this again? Yeah. No, you don't. No, I don't. But okay. um, I think it's obvious. It's obvious to most people how ridiculous this is. But. Mm. There is a uh, a younger generation mm-hmm. of woke folks, yeah, that are just throwing a monkey wrench into the machinery of common sense. Uh, there's not a whole lot we can do about it, really. It's no, just, I just shake my just head there and go, "God, I believe it." Where people who bleed, get off my lawn, yeah, and move yeah. on. Super Don has nipples. Can you milk him? <laughs> God, man. All right. Well, the first article for hour two is from the Brownstone Institute. And it relates to, didn't we, was it yesterday, last week? When was it that we covered this New York Times article uh, about, uh, you know, the people that are now sort of anti It may have been even as early as Monday. Yeah. So the New York Times ran an article. They have it linked up. And, and it's, the headline reads, The Demonization of Dissent. And, and the person who's writing this for Brownstone, Molly Kingsley, is a, a, a valid supporter of vaccination. She's not, quote, quote, an anti-vaxxer. But if she has any questions about the COVID jab, she is an anti-vaxxer because that's what they say now. It doesn't matter. You have any questions about it, forget any hesitation. Oh, you're an anti It's just meaningless, the word. And that's good for us because it means everybody's on our side now. But it describes in that article in the New York Times how parents came together. They were deceived by those radical anti-vaxxer freedom people. And, you know, this is like where Hotez has a conniption fit and stuff. And so it's the ideology of anti-vaxxers bleeding in. And so it's like it's so denigrating of people who have come to a conclusion based on their either critical thinking skills or their observations about what has happened to others that they know or even themselves about COVID jabs. And, and you know, to, to be reluctant as it appears to be 94, 95 or even 96 percent of parents in America are not subjecting their children to COVID jabs, even though the FDA says, yep, go get it. It's okay. We got an EUA for it. And they're trying to explain it away. It's like, oh yeah, 
those powerful anti-vaxxers, right? Oh, if we had so much power I, and influence. I love one. this this paragraph here. She says, if you read the piece at face value, you might be left with the impression that these parents are a homogenous, almost cultish group of outcasts who, having been indoctrinated, have metamorphosed into anti-vaxxers who sought other parents online to infect with their ideology. <laughs> wow. I, I love the writing style here. I yeah. love the writing style because it, yeah. it really does... Mm-hmm. It really Captures. does paint the picture mm-hmm. of what it is that's actually going on. And people yeah. like Peter Hotez, they're constantly whining about the anti-science aggression and how we need to enlist the, the Department of Homeland Security and the United Nations to tackle this global <laughs> threat. You know, and you're just like, what are you talking about here? Mm-hmm. This is insane. Yeah. But this this author does a, just a fantastic job of showing how ridiculous... That New York Times talk about propaganda, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that just was a hundred percent propaganda. That whole article mm-hmm. trying to demonize people who even just dared to question, ask questions. And we've been fighting this for the last two years, haven't we? Haven't we been talking about this with all the censorship? You can't even ask the question. <laughs> you know, do you think maybe it's possible that there might be just a chance that maybe something is wrong? demonetized, banned, you know, made fun of by late night TV comedians, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's all over. You can't even do that. Lose your doctor's license, lose your job. It's crazy. So the author here has been demonized herself. She says she's been labeled, she says lazily and erroneously as an anti-vaxer and almost comically pro-death. Remember, if you're like not for it 100%, you're you want people to die. You want people to die. And she says she spoke to Natalia Merkover, one of the parents named in the article to hear her views. And that woman says, I'm not anti-vaccine. In fact, I'm fully vaccinated. I opposed vaccine mandates in the U.S. simply because I thought the views of the VRB PAC committee should be followed, namely that pediatric vaccine should not be mandated, but should be individual decisions carefully made between pediatricians and parents based on a risk benefit. Now, she believes that the, the vaccines are life savings for some, but not for all. Okay, fine. But she's freedom. She believes in freedom. But the fact that she wasn't for mandates, oh, she's pro-death. Anti-vaxxer. She's an anti-vaxxer, right? Anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I, that's why these numbnuts, who yesterday with our new PhD friend, surfer dude, she do that, I should say. She was awesome yesterday. She was just telling them, they're doing it. You're doing it wrong. We've been saying it for years. If you had just, and she said it exactly like I remember saying it many times. If you had just left us alone and ignored us, maybe we'd have had 5%, 6%, 10 I don't know, people asking questions. But now 96% perhaps of American parents are not wanting their kids to get the COVID jab and are now beginning to ask questions about all jabs, much less the medical professionals and other PhDs asking questions about all jabs, not just COVID jabs now. They did it to themselves. We could not have achieved this in a million years. We don't have the broad reach and audience. Even as we know, the mainstream media is declining in viewership and listenership. It still has a stranglehold on reality for a lot of people. I think that's another probably one of the other reasons why I liked her so much. It was because she was saying the stuff that, that you and I have been ranting about for the last two years. Yeah. And, 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 and exactly the way that we had, had talked about it. Yeah. 100%. And she was probably one of those people. She was probably one of those people 
that well, she, she admitted just it. believed what yeah. she believed and was just doing her own thing and didn't uh, didn't get vocal about it until yeah. somebody pushed her too far. You yeah. know. Well, she acknowledged that the smartest people in the world are easily programmable. Yeah. Easily programmed. So it's not a matter of IQ or degrees, although it's it's a lot harder when you have high level degrees to let go of what you have cherished, you've achieved because you're exalted for that achievement. And to suddenly realize that what you've learned is not that impressive. And in, in fact, it's worse than that. It's wrong and it's causing harm. That's a hard thing to wake up to, Super D. I mean, you, you don't have to do that every day, thankfully. But think about that. If you had worked dozens of years, 10 years more to achieve something, and you are now at an exalted status of, in, in, in society, you don't want to admit that what you've been taught is wrong in any way. Yeah. That's that's like oh my gosh what have I it's done? Very, yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's very difficult probably for yeah. most people mm-hmm. to do something like that. There's a handful of them that do, and those are the people that you see, like the Peter McCulloughs and the Robert Malones yep. <laughs> and the Jessica Roses. Like we, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just that's just uh, some people have some integrity. Yeah, and then they, you know, they they put their 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 reputations, their livelihood on the line. Look at like Dr. Simone Gold, who's in prison right now. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these people do have uh, look like Brandy Vaughn. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you know those people do exist. Well, and the thing is, they 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 that's part of the the theme. I think if there's a theme this week that just kind of popped up Monday when I was feeling all ornery and Tuesday even, it's it's that transformation happens. It's that it is possible for people that we would maybe condemn in our hearts and minds right now because we believe they are doing evil whether they know it or not that it is possible to for them to have you know the the proverbial come to jesus moment or moments and to transform their lives for the better to 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 make right what they had done wrong and let's face it look in the mirror and and sincerely ask yourself or look and say hey did i ever do anything that i regret or i want to make amends for and that i'm not doing anymore because i transformed because something happened to me, whether it be a spiritual revelation overtly or a deep, profound experience you had with another human being that caused you to see something in a different way. And we are seeing a lot of that in the COVID crazy two and a half years now where we've witnessed. Now, some people are not making it through this alive, and they're going to have to find transformation on the other side, depending on what your belief is about that. But in many cases, we're seeing the people that are still alive and breathing are now looking at life quite differently, precisely because of what has happened. That these doctors like McCullough and and Malone would never have been front and center going, hey, don't take the jab. And now I'm not taking any jab ever again. Had this not happened. And it wasn't because they were fans of the Robert Scott Bell show or listening to me or even reading Mike Adams and the, the Health Ranger and all of that or others simply because the experience was brought to them into almost all life in the last couple of years where they were hell bent for leather going for broke in a sense to, to capture everybody into their yes, demonic paradigm of inject everybody and ask questions later with even DNA protein synthesis, altering synthetic MRNA injections. And so we're witnessing, we're witnessing the end result of what happens when you push too hard, too fast in desperation. You lose just as Princess Leia said. Yeah, I know it's a fake story. <laughs> Go with me here. 
you know, you squeeze harder and you will lose more star systems. And that's what they're witnessing, even with all the warnings she gave whoever she gave in that movie. I forget who she was talking Grand to. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. See, there's the nerd bigger than me. Super Don knows it. Or hey, I like case, Star Wars. Star I Wars do, too. And in the case of, of uh, Bill Gates or Fauci or NIH or CDC or you know, WEF, all of these things, these organizations are pushing so hard, they're making it impossible not to see the agenda. And, and this is another aspect of the Super D. When we hear of people that have the secrets, you know, ah, come to me, I will tell you a secret. I've got insider information. Super D, have you ever heard people say that? I've got insider information. Come to me. Once or twice, yeah. yeah. They've, they've got new intel. And I'm telling you, when you are connected, <laughs> so connected to the source of all, of all life, you have the inside information beyond even their inside information. Now, the other thing about the agenda of WEF, United Nations, all of this, is their agenda is out in the open, but pe most people don't read these treaties, these political uh, uh, World Bank IMF uh, uh, releases. They're there to be found. It's not that they're hidden. It's just nobody knows that you're, they're predicting the future because this is their plan. The plan is right out there. Whether you go to a Georgia Guidestone scenario or you want to see the machinery in operation, when people say, I've got secret inside information, I go, well, you only have it because no one else is reading what you're reading. If indeed you're reading the same stuff. It's all there. It's laid out. Now it's laid bare for people to see with Agenda 2030, much less Healthy People 2020, which they've extended to 2030. All of that. It's all there. Agenda 21. And that's only some of the superficial aspects of what they're doing on a deeper level. So, uh, anyway, I, I think it's interesting because we're all vulnerable and susceptible to people to say, I have got Q-level information. Come on. Be suspicious. Be very suspicious. Please. Test it out. <laughs> Q-level? Yes. Yeah, okay. You can keep your Q-level to yourself. <laughs> well, isn't that the point of what I'm trying to relate to folks? Yeah, no, you are. You're, you're 100%. And I just love how it's always Intel, too. Have you ever noticed yeah. that? Oh, it's all I've, got I've got intel. It's like suddenly everybody's like some kind of like secret military organization with with intel. Mm -hmm. Their intel is somebody called them on the phone. <laughs> oh, I've got intel. You know, it's like, come on, guys, stop Quit playing make believe in the truth. Trust your feelings, Luke. <sighs> Listen to the force; it will guide you. Anyway, you mentioned Bill Gates. I did, didn't I? He's yeah. back in the news. Sorry about that, everybody. Yep, this foundation funding polio vaccines everywhere. Well, he's warning us diseases reemergence in New York is a threat to us all. Polio. Polio is back because we found it in the wastewater, the sewage, which means it's being pooped out of everybody. <laughs> Whatever it is. Now, read official stories by Liam Sheff and you'll realize that they never isolated one polio virus that results in what, uh, paralysis for everybody. Remember the, 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 you know, the funny line, and Liam used to say this, and he wrote about it in the book. Polio, the virus that causes paralysis in everybody that uh, encounters it, except for 99.99% of the people that encounter it. But other than that, everybody. And it's kind of like Judy Mikovits talking about HIV and the research she did. She came to conclude that HIV does not cause AIDS. It's the breakdown of all other cellular metabolic functions and the presence or absence of certain things. Presence of toxic poisons absence of uh, key minerals and then you start blaming a virus kind of like dr batar says if you see a fire truck on the scene of every fire 
If you didn't know better, you'd say fire trucks are the cause of fires. Well, they're always there. And it's the same thing with a mad virologist proclaiming viruses are causing it. Shut up. The terrain that precedes it may manifest something that is already within you. You don't have to catch. And let's say you scrape up a bunch of garbage and inject it into the brain of a monkey and that monkey goes paralytic. Can you then take from that that whatever was in that syringe caused paralysis? It was a virus or scraping up a bunch of garbage and injecting anything into somebody's brain? Monkey or ant? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It might even cause paralysis. I can't believe I have to say this. That's why where I go into the the, the discussion with, with, with elementary school students, you talk about this, they go, yeah, yeah, that's kind of stupid, injecting things into people's brains or monkey brains. What do you expect would happen? And they go, but no, it's this one little virus that we've isolated. We have a vaccine. It's like Bill Gates is a madman. As are anybody, woman or man, or people who bleed following him <laughs> and believing this and then going, oh, rush out and get more polio shots. Remember after the supposed eradication of polio, the only places it was happening is in the areas that were being heavily jabbed with so-called polio vaccines. Oh, and that's where this polio came from. They say it's it's, uh, from the vaccine-derived strain. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So exasperation, yeah, I'm exasperated that they're actually getting away with this at all. Do, Do people still believe this? This is in Fortune magazine online. And they they like to proclaim that it's the most successful thing ever, the eradication of polio. And yet they don't acknowledge, of course, they disavow anything that, you know, would challenge that claim. Much less the reality, as you point out, that uh, where it's happening is where they're being vaccinated. Yeah, the vaccine's doing something that creates paralysis. And many of them are. In fact, Guillain-Barre, Guillain-Barre, other uh, post-polio paralytic uh, manifestations. There are a lot of various names for acute flaccid myelitis. AFM. These things are all basically the same manifestation that they want to not blame on the polio virus that they claim causes polio, yet in not 99% of the people that encounter it. Are you with me yet? Or are you even more lost because I'm talking sense where nobody else seems to be on this issue? The virus myth. Just stop it. How about the herbicides? We'll get to that in a moment. But I want to remind you folks, if you haven't already gotten Orange Guard, good Lord, go get some and then take a picture with it. Do we have the picture of one of our brilliant listeners spraying it in his mouth? That was great, dude. I was like, uh, hold on we were, if we were voting on creativity, he would win just for that picture. But OrangeGuard.com, delimiting the distillate from the orange peel. You can get it at Ace Hardware stores. You can get it direct from OrangeGuard.com. And you have a safe pesticide that doesn't harm kids or pets. And it's safe to use around food, even organically grown food. And, and that's a wonderful thing. Are you still looking for the picture? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. It's uh, whatever. I don't have it on. I don't have it handy. But okay. here's a picture. Here's a picture of you. Okay. There's me with orange card. There's and, and real quick, just another shout out. If you want big muscles, bigger than mine. And I am. I'm not bad. Look at that. It's getting there, right? Doing all right, Super D. <laughs> You've been wanting to do that for weeks. He's gonna right. be, I did it yesterday when I had who was on with us. I was like, "How your mom?" Oh yeah, it was Cordy, Doctor Cordy Lee Williams. Yesterday, it was great yeah. to see him. But hey, seriously, the IGF One Plus. Add this into your daily regimen, whether you're workout crazy or not. Uh, and and again, fitness, fit muscles, 
losing the fat, gaining the muscle weight. This stuff's great. Neutronics has it. IGF-1. You go to uh, keystolife.shop. Use the code BELL and you get massive discounts. And uh, give it a go. And take pictures of your muscles. We'll show them off for you. <laughs> Super Don is going to give me hell for that. You did it again. What is that picture? Do you have the muscle picture? Oh, there it is. Mario Lopez using it, right? Mario Help boost your immune system daily. There's a lot of great health benefits. I'm still trying to get Christopher Key to get us some doctors. I want to interview some more doctors on this stuff. This is, yep. you know, there are a lot of people behind this. The Deer Velvet Antler that I use. And uh, pump it up. Buy one, get one free. That's the deal. It looks like limited time offer. Plus fifty percent off when your order yeah. of your order when you sign up for AutoShip. There you go. Nice. There you go. Shout it out and get it and do it. Mm-mm-mm. You stay safe. I'll stay free. That's the the T-shirt. I forget where I got this. Who give this? It's probably probably Kevin sent it to me. He sends all the cool stuff. Don't tell him I'm sending him something. Uh, he might not be watching. He might not know. But anyway. oh yeah, I know what it is. You don't know. You do know. I do know. You told me. Yeah. So. All right. What else we got here on the uh, agenda today? Herbicide. Oh, yeah. We're talking about pesticides momentarily. This is so disappointing, but so not surprising. The ANH uh, USA Alliance for Natural Health reporting that herbicide hell, herbicidal hell has been unleashed on national parks. It's like it's one thing that your neighbor is still using Roundup, you know, and you got to take for your neighbor. But your government, my friends, in the United States is poisoning the planet, poisoning the, the people, poisoning the animals, poisoning the forests. And this just came out today. Millions of pounds of toxic glyphosate. Again, the active ingredient in Roundup being dumped on our national parks and forests. You think, great outdoors, safe, clean, and you got, your government is poisoning it. And yet they're trying to keep you from running a car that burns gasoline while they poison the nature that they proclaim we're going to save the world we're going to save nature what does aoc say about this nothing you notice they're always they shut up when it comes to glyphosate and roundup isn't that funny they never talk about that global poisoning no global warming that's it carbon breathing carbon dioxide out is going to kill us all in the meantime the plants like carbon dioxide a little bit more than they like glyphosate wait no a lot more a lot more uh, they've been using this for a long time. One state park, park official said uh, this Roundup ingredient. It's been the go-to herbicide for park agencies for a long time. Not, not just recently, but they're still doing it. Despite the EPA acknowledging glyphosate is perfectly safe. Wait, it's not. They've been deceiving us. The WHO says uh, glyphosate is probable cause of carcinogen, carcinogenic uh, cause of cancer. Maybe that's a uh, kind of redundant to say that. So, all right, hold on a second, because I'm just I'm sitting here. It says here, um, it said, scroll down to the bottom of this article to see mm-hmm. pictures taken by an ANH staff member demonstrating what, can, what you can expect to find in national parks where this practice goes on. Mm-hmm. The pesticide is dyed blue. Wow. So those spraying it can see where it's been applied so they don't waste any chemicals. Here's the pictures. Let me go full screen on here. Look at that. Yeah, they got four different pictures of the spraying. and the, What are they doing? They're just spraying grasses, what they call weeds? Yeah, what they would consider weeds, I guess. That's right. How environmental is our EPA saying, it's perfectly safe, it's perfectly fine. This is why you want to strengthen the EPA, much less the FDA. Huh. Yeah. That's just so disappointing, so, but not surprising. As always, they've got it in... in, in uh, a call to action. way for you to be able to uh, try and do something about it. So if you go to this page, they've got a way here you can compose a message. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and send it to the Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack, mm -hmm. to your U.S. Senator and your U.S. Uh, representative. Yeah. It's worth doing because, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I go to a park, I don't want to go see this or be yeah. around it. You know, you kind of think when you're going to a national park, you're out in nature, everything's clean and safe and all that stuff. You know, you don't want to worry about stuff like this. Yep. Don't spray your weeds. Eat them. They're good weeds. They're all med medicinal. Me no, not the ones that have been sprayed, but they're medicinal. So thank you to the ANHUSA. Uh, we have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Remember, if you're not getting the newsletter, you're missing out on a lot. And you just text RSB, my initials for Robert Scott Bell, RSB to 22828. We had an interest, you had an interesting poll question that was kind of surprising. I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, every once because look, and I, I, I say this, you know, uh, fairly regularly, you know, that the, the whole reason why, you know, we put this together and send it out to you guys is because we want to do more to try and inform you and, and give you, you know, information, mm -hmm. uh, you know, knowledge is power, right? So, you know, I'll, every once in a while I'll ask a, a question, a poll question that will ask, uh, you know, what, what do you like about this? What do you like about that? Would you like to do this different? You know, blah, blah, blah. We, we got a great response last time I did this about uh, recipes, which I haven't incorporated yet because I'm trying to figure out the perfect way to do that so that everybody's happy. Right. Um, but, yeah, so yesterday the question was, where do you listen to or watch the Robert Scott Bell Show? And I listed all the things, you know, it was like a, a, a Facebook or the website or D Live or Twitch or you don't watch it, you listen to it on the, your podcast, blah, 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 blah. And one of the options was I don't listen to or watch the Robert Scott Bell show. Yeah. And it turned out that uh, it was, uh, last time I checked, it was almost 24% of the people that subscribe to the newsletter don't watch or listen to the show. They just want to get the newsletter. What's up with that? That, I did not expect that. I didn't either. I thought that was unusual. But at the same time, I was looking at that, I was like, that's kind of cool in a way because yeah. not only do we have a, a show, but now we have a newsletter that people just like the newsletter. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I got to be like on my game here on this mm -hmm. newsletter thing because yeah. there's people that are subscribing to it just for that. So mm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, I see a nice comment from our friend Leslie about transformation i you know i as much as i love talking about healing and, and and health stuff transformation you know to a deep spiritual understanding of life I, I love that as much as anything i love to talk about and do and leslie does i can tell she's a transformation a better understanding wisdom it takes a truly humble spirit to be able to allow these experiences to change them and that's true one of the obstacles to to seeing things differently is ego is mind it, you know it's our arrogance you know, ignorance, arrogance might be two sides of the same coin, but arrogance, I think, is, is somewhat worse because you, you theoretically know better, but you're like too arrogant to acknowledge it or want to change because it's about, you know, your status as opposed to humbling yourself before the truth, spiritual or otherwise. Uh, so I, I love that, you know, the good things out, out of the crazy are happening. People are transforming and changing for the better. And not everybody is locked into the old ways of doing things when they did things, either in ignorance or arrogance. People are changing. Well, you know, not everybody. And some people die before they do. But those that are here and transforming and, and a part of this show now, if you're in the, to get in the newsletter, 25% of you, the ones not here, are not watching and listening to the show. But you're in the newsletter. So at least there's that, Super Don. Good job. 
Yep. Learned learned something new today. Um, Gretel in the chat room says she sent me pictures of her garden. Did you see any? I haven't gotten that email. I, ask I was just RSB looking. at Gmail? Ask ASKRSB at gmail.com. Um, I haven't seen anything. Well, that's weird. Check the spam folder here. Yeah, I don't know where it might be. Hopefully, I love. We love yeah. seeing your garden pics as much as we love showing ours. I love try seeing sending yours. them again in, in, in the um, in the subject line. Put garden put pics. Garden, yeah, yeah, or just the word garden in there. Okay. Try sending it to me again if you can, because yeah. I am not seeing it in my email. Yeah. And I want to uh, see. Speaking mm -hmm. of that, I do have mm -hmm. a picture. This morning, first time ever. Yeah. I I harvested my first onion. Dude. Can you make that go horizontal so we can show it bigger even? Oh, you want a horizontal? Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, see, I want to see it really big, full screen, because it's a beauty. Oh, look at that beauty. She's a beauty. Look at that onion. And that's the bunch. Well, you took one out of the bunch that you got. That's together. a Walla Walla onion, which probably would have gotten much bigger had I had I planted it correctly. Yeah. But I did not. And so I planted like 50 of them all in the same spot. So you got like mini Walla Wallas. It's space, a mini Walla Walla. Space savers. That's fun to say. And it, uh, yeah, the reason why I pulled it was because I went out, I check it every morning and, and afternoon just because mm -hmm. I'm like obsessed with it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I uh, saw that one poking up out of the ground. And I was just like, oh, I think I'll pull that and see what's going on. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's about that big around, you know, which nice, is, is decent. And so how how many gonna... uh, pesticide applications did you have to do to make that happen? I, I use Roundup every day. You liar. No. <laughs> You mean as far as the orange guard goes? No, no, just in, in general. Just as a general question. I don't use any. Zero. See, it leads to yeah. our next story here. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a farming story, isn't it? And a generational story. And it was interesting as Sherry was asking me last hour, Sherry Belmore, about you know my history. And I talked about the generational decline from my parents' generation to me and then a recovery in my kids' generation. And even a recovery in my generation. Like within one generation, my wife and I recovered a lot of the, you know, the health issues that we had. And, you know, there's always challenges, but here's a story out of Medical Express. They're talking about links between parental exposure to pesticides and childhood cancer. Now, I, I would argue, again, that it's not genetic, but toxicological. And if you have exposure in previous generations, it's going to impact the next generations. And even though there have been studies that say, oh, there's no link to it at all, right? You'll hear that from time to time. But they also found that yeah, there are some there are some good studies going. Hey, there may be link up here. Pesticide exposure in parents to be and their kids resulting in more cancer manifestations, next generation leukemia and other things. And they say, <coughs> excuse me. Although these associations should be interpreted with caution, as they were based on few exposed cases, they suggest that some risk of childhood cancer exists even in settings where the use of pesticides is low. <laughs> Which, you know, here's, here's, the, uh, here's, here's the reason why I put this, this article up there. Because when you read this down here, mm -hmm. it shows some risk. But if you go with the conclusion, the, pre, the conclusion here in the beginning here, mm -hmm. they say it does not appear to be associated with increase of, high, of risk of, of childhood cancer. Yeah, they try to dissuade you from believing what you're going to read. In a so moment. how much of a risk does there have to be before you will say there's a risk? Yeah. That's my question. It's a good question. One author disclosed financial ties to Teva Pharmaceuticals. question is, do they have cancer drugs? Do they have pesticides? I don't know. 
But the need to distance us from the connection between toxic poisons, man-made, and the environment, and cancer manifesting across all generations, is it's an economic imperative, not a spiritual one. The economic imperative says we must sell this at all costs, at any cost, and profit from it, even if it harms or kills or causes cancer. In fact, it's better if it does cause a little cancer over the long run because we can deny that it's connected. And then we also make the cancer drugs. So we're going to make money on the back end while we cause it over the span of the generations. Isn't that interesting? That's pretty wild. So you have this built-in desire by global corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state and all of its, what, shareholders to make money and never claim responsibility for any wrongdoing that would harm the bottom line, the money that you could make from it. It's, of course, it's legalized gambling, what we say about the, uh, the stock market. And, you know, there are people that say invest only in good companies. Okay, whatever. But remember, you're also investing in a form of money that, do I use the word demonic today a lot? This is where I'm going. This is what I think. <laughs> it's the word of the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I say that because it, it leads to enslavement. And, and you know, I, I was talking to someone uh, one of the, the ladies, I, I don't remember if she's a naturopath, but a natural uh, uh, health care provider. She was at the Nutritional Frontiers uh, group. Sweet, sweet lady. We were just chatting about you know, just general stuff. It was nice. We had a lot of social time. Kudos to Jamie Dorley. If you ever get to one of these education events, it's not wall-to-wall education when you wake up and you go to bed. It's like there are times where you get to just be with people and communicate about life. And there's something so beautiful about that to just sit back and go, let's just talk about stuff. I mean, hanging out with Judy Mikovits, having a beer, whatever. And it's like, well, how wonderful is that? Talking about your stories, your history, how you got here, things that you'd never hear about. And it's just so wonderful. You create real lifelong family and friendships. And so I, I was talking with her about, you know, some of the economic stuff. Cause I showed everybody the gold backs at the event. I was like, you guys and gals out there working for Federal Reserve notes, you got to realize you won't be able to charge enough of those things to make it get by. You've got to be thinking about other things, other ways. Are they going to bring you chickens and eggs and goats, whatever, to trade for their your services? Wouldn't you like to get paid in gold? And she uh, she says, yeah, you know what? I, I invested in this thing called crypto, cryptocurrency. And I pretty much lost everything. I may get some of it back. I don't know. And it was like greatly disappointing, but she was philosophical about it. She said, you know what? Uh, I, I won't do that again. And she asked, well, what would you invest in? And I didn't, I didn't say gold or silver. Super Don, do you know what I said? Do you have any idea what I told her? What was the, uh, the, the, the advice that came through in that moment that I had no preconceived notion that I would even say that? She asked me, what, what would you invest in, Robert? What would you have told her? I can't hear a thing you're saying if you're talking. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah, of course I told her toilet paper. No. Go buy all the toilet paper before it's gone. Right. No, what, no. Did, you, what did you say? What did you tell her? Uh, go, to, go to Holland and invest in tulips. No, I didn't say that either. I said invest in yourself. 
in yourself. Invest in yourself. I said, you have the ability to do such extraordinary things, and the best thing to do is invest. Now, I get the idea of investment. I know, Super D, you and me are not big investors in, in things like people think about. <laughs> investment banking. It's like we don't play in that, in that sandbox. I understand why people do. You throw a little money in. It beats the inflation rate. You know, the stock market goes up until it tanks or real estate on and on. These things have ebbs and flows because they're based on fiat currency more or less. Uh, and you don't really own the property anyway. It's not yours. So why not invest in yourself? Your belief in yourself and your ability to create a product or a service that is valuable to others. And I'm not saying don't invest in other things. It was just one of those things where at a certain point in time, you realize that the best investment is in yourself. Right. And in that way, you have more control over your future. And if you create mm -hmm. abundance in what you do by investing and producing more than you can use, then you can decide, hey, do I want to throw it back in here? Where do I want to go? Do I want to donate it to a charity? Do you want to use it to help other people? I mean, you know, go back to Gordon Gecko. How many yachts do you need to water ski behind? Right. But it's whatever. Even if you bought a lot of yachts, what did it do? It put money in the in the in the artisans, the people who are building the yachts or servicing the yachts. It's like they always forget about this. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. You could have used all that money in so many other ways. Yeah, well, do you want somebody else to decide how you use it or do you? Now, if you're using Federal Reserve notes that are converted into digital currency via World Economic Forum uh, edicts, then you're going to find yourself unable to spend on anything unless you get the latest jab or booster. They will lock you down. They will shut you down. So part of that is diversifying outside of the controlled currencies of the world. Whether you wait for the government to give you a thumbs up or not, that's up to you. But if you wait for permission, it's never coming. It's like waiting for a good dough. So we got a few minutes left. Five reasons why you should buy food from local farms. How about that? Five reasons why you should buy food from local farms or be your own farmer. Even better. One, it tastes better. Super Don, how does your produce taste right from your own garden? Pretty good, huh? Uh, I, I, yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I, I have to admit it, but it's like when I'm when I harvest my first thing I harvested was a radish. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of radishes, mm -hmm. but I ate my radish. Yeah, and I liked it. Why? Because it was mine. Right, I grew it. It was right? so, it was something special about it. That's I agree. Right. Yeah. Other thing is <laughs> nutritious content, nutritional content. The fresher yeah. it is, the more vital the nutrition is available to you. Whether it be a carrot, as you see in these pictures, for those of you watching, whether it be a radish that Super Don made, the onion that he just showed us, or even the lettuce that we got, beautiful lettuce coming up. All of these things more nutritious the moment you have it, the fresher they are. It's so simple. It's really simple. Get it closer to home. Three, they say it's safer because it doesn't travel thousands of miles where they have to use chemicals and gases to preserve it, etc. Local growth. Now, granted, there are farmers that might locally use some things you don't want, but find out. You also may find out that some of these local growers are cleaner than organic, that they aren't certified organically by the national standard. But their practices are equivalent or better. That's great. So it doesn't have to be certified organic if you know the practice of the farmer. And that you really only know locally. Four, it creates community engagement. Isn't that what we need a little bit more of? Not a top-down heavy force you to, you know, whatever they want you to buy. But engage in supporting local businesses. Local farmers are becoming one of them. Yep. Even the idea of using Goldback Superdon is locally supporting. It keeps something circulating locally that has no relationship to the World Bank or International Monetary Fund. 
much right. less effective. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the example they give here is like a farmer's market or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a co-op or something like that. Yeah. And it is it is so cool to go to, you know, it's every Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. go to the farmer's market. Yeah. You run into people, you know, that are there too, or you see, you know, they've, they've at least I know the one that we've got here, they have music, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, and stuff at it and all the different vendors and all that stuff like that. It's yeah. a really cool experience. And finally, of course, it supports the local economy, which I already referenced. Going local, even hyper-local, that means your own, your own backyard, front yard, or side yard, like Super Don's doing. That's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Finally, never underestimate the value of off-grid entertainment. Remember board games? Remember uh, basketball in the yard or whatever you play? Not plugged into anything? Even, you know, I went to the Top Golf with Paul a couple of weeks ago, which was fun, by the way just because it is a physical activity. But it was crazy how they've married the digital world to that real world of hitting a golf ball. Like you can play Angry Birds by hitting the golf ball into the you know <laughs> arena, and it somehow detects every ball electronically and knows where it hits relative to the artificial reality on the screen. That was kind of a, a cross between the two. But anyway, I remember playing board games or even pool, playing pool with the kids, you know. Uh, it's yep. just a whole different level of interaction. I mean, they suggest not- all kinds of stuff here: music, mm-hmm. books. Yeah, you know, we forgot about those. Exercise. Not every. I bet a never, lot of people. I know, right? In this and I'm not much of a reader, really. Yeah. Never forget about drawing, doing arts and crafts, playing music. Yeah. Anyway, all the stuff the- we did when we were kids, right? Exactly. We we turned out all right, didn't we? I think so. Didn't we? I think well, it depends so. on who you ask. Yeah, all right. Who am I asking right now? Uh, anyway, well, thanks to Sherry Belmar for being on the first hour and taking over the show in a good way. We simulcasted with her. That was a lot of fun. In theory, we ended up on YouTube. I hope she doesn't get banned because of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back and check. All right. <laughs> see if the video is still there. In theory, we'll be back on Facebook Live tomorrow. We'll see how long yes. that lasts. Well, I'll tell you, right, I, I, I can tell you exactly. Because what happens if I go on Facebook and I'll try and do anything, like like something, Yeah. a little thing pops up. I have two more hours. Two more hours. So two more hours later. We'll and I able. honestly, I am, I am thinking seriously about a way to do this where we don't get banned. I, I really don't want to lose our Facebook. I don't because yeah. it, it's an opportunity to reach a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose that that um, that outlet. So I may have to get creative. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it goes. All right. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show today. We've got a little bit more to go on the bonus round coming up in about 60 seconds for those of you listening or watching live. A blip on the podcast later. It's instant. And sign up, please, to become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. As little as five bucks a month really helps us out to do things to keep us going here. And I appreciate that so much. And we are. I got Gretel's garden pictures. We're going to look at that in the bonus as well. Oh, nice. And we got the AMA coming up on the 27th of August, a Saturday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific we'd love to see you on zoom as well thanks for being here god bless you all the power to heal is yours all right we're back at it bonus round commences now all right, let's see what's going on in the chat room. We did get uh, garden picks I'm thrilled about. Super Don's going to show them off here. This is from Gretel. Yep. The clothespin is at five feet. Sunflowers must be at least 10 feet tall. Oh, my gosh. Look at them. I've had some tall sunflowers. I don't know if they've reached 10 feet, but 
darn it, those are really amazing. When That's that tall, big. isn't it? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think the ones I have are going to go that big this year, but uh, it's fun to have sunflowers. Look at that. She labeled them all. Look what she's doing on, on uh, a lattice work. Green beans, a pie, butternut squash down low, zucchinis, uh, the trellis fail, she says, petunias. What do you do with petunias, by the way? Are those edible? I don't worry. Green beans, well, geraniums. You can, you can throw something in there just for to, to look nice, can't you? Yeah. I mean, come well, on. Well, look, Super Don wins the zucchini challenge this year, it looks like. Yeah, and I've discovered that they're small. They're little zucchini. Yeah. Gigantic plant, tiny zucchini. But, All you right. Know. Have you harvested any yet? A couple, yeah. We checked out, I think, at least one or two of our um, uh, delicata squash already. And that's going to yeah. be fun. We'll check that out. That'll be cool. Mammoth sunflowers, Funbergia, bee balm, watermelons, pumpkin, bee balm, cucumelons. Cucumelons? I'm not familiar with cucumelons. Never heard that one before. That's a new yeah. one. Nice. Cucumbers, yes. We know cucumbers. cucumbers. Look at them. They rise up like that. I, maybe I need to do more lattice stuff next year. That'll be the That'd new That'd be kind of cool. Huh? Do some lattice stuff. Uh, you got a peach tree, lemongrass, purslane, petunias again, lavender, Look at the cat, little mama. And a cat. Coreopsis, <laughs> yeah. rosemary, marigolds. Beautiful. That's awesome. Granny Smith apple tree. So, yeah, I, I think this is an inspiration. Absolutely. I love it. And um, I, I, I don't even know where Gretel is in terms of latitude and all of that, but it looks like she's growing great other than the uh, zucchini. But, yeah, you know what? Sometimes latitude. some of the things. What about her longitude? Not so much the longitude. You don't care about the longitude, the just the latitude. Okay. I'm just curious about the latitude. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fun seeing the garden picks. I'm hearing stuff in the in the chat room. What's going on? Yeah, I know. It's funny because if you have the if you have the uh, the the audio turned on, mm -hmm. it's just like it was, I can hear pop 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 pop. Yeah, people commenting. Leslie's got a, a garden picture in the chat room at robertscottbell.com/slash/listen. She because remember she had started in one place and they had to move everything and they had to lose a lot of the corn and all that stuff. That was a bummer, but she, they, I think they found their almost forever place, at least on, on earth. But, uh, that looks great. Look at that. Those potatoes in the sacks. Container guards. Those, See, are, are those sacks? Those are sacks, aren't they? Yeah. She didn't, she didn't label everything nicely like Gretel did. What are you doing, <laughs> Leslie? Come on. <laughs> Come on, get with get with the program. I know everybody's going to have to try to m meet Gretel standards in labeling everything in the picture, <laughs> making everybody look bad. It. Yeah, well, it's, it's partly because uh, I don't know all the plants, and, and so if I'm not looking at my garden where I know what we're growing for the most part, uh, mm -hmm. it's harder for me to describe some of these things. I wish I knew everything just on site, but some things. How is Dr. Murdoch, I presume, doing? He's he's doing the health coach. Are you surviving? Is it, is it going all right? Are you, it's supposed to be brain... pretty intense from what yeah, I hear. Yeah, that's what we hear. Is your brain hurting? Murdoch, buddy, are you doing okay? Let us know. Yeah, Leslie, we're just teasing you, you know, about the, you don't have to label them. Yeah, actually, you have to come on the show and point out when we show them so you can talk to me about them on the air. <laughs> that would be good. Murdoch says okay. update soon. Update soon, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be silent, you said. No, well, that that's your fault. You're the host. I'm the host, huh? All right. 
Yes, Leslie says she can show up for the show. I could get Leslie on with Ula on uh, on Friday if she wants to show up together. Yeah, that'd be cool because we've got we've got Ula for hour two, so we need somebody for hour one because I won't be here. Yeah, I'm all Friday, alone, y'all. So. so maybe Leslie wants to do something. We'll get her hooked up. She's available. Okay, that'd be fun. I'll be, I mean, I'll you know, obviously, I'm not just going to disappear for the next few days. I'll be around you'll be on remote so i can help coordinate these things yeah yeah so check it out dude i got a uh, i just got an email from andrew kaufman oh really and he uh says he has been training a young doctor who left the mainstream to join the world of natural healing okay i uh, knows the truth about the germ theory okay and um wants to know whether we'd like to get him on his name is mm -hmm. what is his name dr grayson dart Sign him up, dude. I love that. So I'd say, yeah, based on a recommendation from Andrew Kaufman, I think we're 100%. pretty safe, right? Dude, you don't understand the battles that are going on between Kaufman, Cowan, not between them, but I mean that that wing of, of the belief of, you know, the, the terrain versus the germ. And and even, uh, what's the guy, uh, that, that millionaire that's putting out all those, I'll give you a million dollars if you can prove whatever. What's the guy's name? Steve Kirsch. Oh, Steve Kirsch, yeah. Yeah, because he's yeah. actually had some direct contact with Kaufman and Cowan and challenging them to show that you know the virus is real or not it's like it's fun to watch I mean I'm going back and forth back and forth but and then Rappaport comes in with all of his common sense which we love but I love talking about it I talk to anybody about this stuff so yeah I'm happy to, to do so yeah let's get them all okay that'll be good oh did, I, did we get it forwarded to us sessions at and it was sent to you. Oh, it was sent to you directly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This is it was just Andrew Kaufman following up on the original email. So I am now mm -hmm. sending that off to our buddy Kevin. All right. Excellent. So we'll get that get coordinated. That, uh, get that booked. Oof. And speaking of booked. Yeah. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thursday. We should have Jonathan E. Mord, who will be talking about, I think, probably First and foremost, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Um, that just happened a few days ago. He, uh, Jonathan, has an a, uh, article at Town Hall on that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, we will have Douglas. I, I, I don't have to worry about pronouncing his name because I won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Sirignano. I just Cirignano. hope I can do, manage it without you, to, that it goes well. So... <laughs> Hey, listen, you learned how to say Kula Sekera, so I, I totally... But yeah. you met, actually, Douglas, at the uh, Red Pill Expo. Oh, yeah, I and do remember. he him. has a yeah. website called AmericanConspiracies.com. Yeah, dude, we can we could talk easily about stuff with yeah, him. Yeah, be, so he'll be, on, he'll be on tomorrow. The only thing that makes me nervous with a new guest, as you know, is making sure their technology is compatible. Like, we've had, you know, those issues with audio but i think again we laid down the gauntlet to say to people if you don't test and it doesn't work you're not we have to reschedule you because i'm we're tired of doing this wayne's world yep. version of the show and it's like <laughs> people understand it you can't automatically assume it all works so listen not yeah. anything wrong with wayne's world no we like wayne's world or or even the show that they had was kind of fun yeah um, and we do. We're not formal, you know. What I mean, other than the fact that we do have an intro and an outro, and we play a couple of commercials, um, you know, it's just a laid-back conversational format, right? Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, when somebody tries to connect and they didn't do it, you know, because when I sent out the email, mm-hmm. it's all inside baseball here. When yeah. I sent out the email, it's just like, hey, please, let's test anytime between now and, and when the show starts. And I usually send it to them like, you know, three, four hours ahead of time. Um, and quite often people will open up the email and see the link and they'll just completely ignore my request to test. And yeah. I'm just like, I put asterisks around it and bold and stuff and they still miss it. And so then what will happen is like, as you guys have seen a few times, it's yeah. happened where somebody will connect and you can't hear their audio or their video isn't working, you know, or whatever. And that's just so frustrating. It's terrible for, you know, because like the last thing you guys want to do is sit there for five minutes while we sit there and, tr- all right, can you hear me now? Can yeah. you hear me now? No. Okay. Oh, no, no. Your, your picture's not working. Can you try and reboot your computer? You guys don't want to hear that crap. But, but, but if we were a, a real show, right, Super Don, if we were a real show, we'd have a team a real of show. 12 Clydesdales behind the scenes doing all of that while we do our show. And then plug them in after they've troubleshot everything. But we're a lean, mean fight machine, you That's know, right. as we have been for years. And and yeah. God bless Kevin Tuttle for uh, helping us out in ways we couldn't we couldn't do as well. And he's amazing. And Indeed, appreciate him. And uh, and, and so, all y'all for doing what you do to and also being so kind when when things do go wrong, <laughs> and not just some people got fed up. There was a couple of people that got fed up with all of that. But I think we're doing better overall now. So we lay down the gauntlet test or don't come on and it's not a covid test <laughs> test your connection uh let's see we got hashtag bring back marlin votes for that let's put dj katie on i think that would be great she's got a lot of great great stories to share i love featuring you guys and gals out there when we can so oh, look at the picture that pat ooh, just put pat you've got blackberries like i got blackberries are they they look delicious and juicy Oh my gosh! Look at that; those were gorgeous. I've got some of those too. Now, are, what are those? Are those blackberries? Black, blackberries? Yeah, those are blackberries. I'll tell you what, dude. Here in in Oregon, we yeah. have Marionberries, mm-hmm. and those things are huge. Are they named? And there's after one. There's Marionberry. No, it's not. Mar- but I think obviously you grow them with Coke. That could have just, just been a. It was crack. Oh, yeah. crack! Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's kind of like Coke, but anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're huge. They're gigantic. And whenever we go to the farmer's market, Mm -hmm. we always go to the same guy who's always got this great organic produce. And one of the things he grows is these marion berries. I'll take a picture next time we get some. Yeah. Are they like... Because the berries, I swear, they're like that that big. Do they look like blackberries? By scale. Yeah, they look like blackberries, but they're marion berries. And it's something that's very, very common here in Oregon. And uh, there's like the most amazing... Amazing thing. So I'll take pictures of that. Oh, and now time. look what Leslie's doing. She's she's labeling the, the pictures now she's sending. See, you, you made her all insecure. And... No, she's just that awesome. She's got a complex now. It's thanks to you. Oh, my gosh. Is that like a cobbler of some kind with blackberries? That Pat, God, that's just me. pictures. All right, here's what I got to do. little mint Sorry. sprig at the top. Oh, my gosh, Pat. I want to come over to your place and eat. That looks great. All right. Let's just make it easy on, on, on me here. Yeah. Now I can just go over here like this, mm-hmm. and I can scroll. Here we go. All right. So this is uh, this is from Leslie. So this is some pictures of what? What is that? I don't even know what that is. Did she label that cantaloupe? No, that's not labeled. There's there's something that Pat made. Yeah, that's what I was berries. talking about. It looks like yeah. berries and cobbler. It looks like ice cream almost with berries know, or something Pat. with. Let's see now. That's something a la mode with with berries on it. Is what it is. It's something I want to eat. 
I can't tell what what it is that the ice cream is. Tell you that. So there's more plants there. All right, hold on. Is it down at the bottom? No. Okay, but just above that. Kidney and bush beans. Kidney and bush beans. Okay. Come on, notifications go away. There we go. Root veggies. And there's the berries. Okay. So there you go. By the way, Murdoch is confirming that the Give, Send, Go campaign, they sent all the money, so it's fully he's fully paid up for the health coach, certified health coach program. That's awesome. And that's thanks to all of y'all. So many of you did that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Murdoch, There's cantaloupe and honeydew there. Nice. And this is watermelon squash. Here. Okay. And this is... Uh, oh, I see. Water. Watermelon up here. And yeah. squash down here, not watermelon squash. Okay. Mm. I get it now. Nicely done, Leslie. Even Super Don figured it out. <laughs> Way to go. I am SMRT. Did I send I mean, SMART. I, I sent you a Substack article about Hotez seeing aggression everywhere but in the mirror. This is a good one. Yes. Where they're now finding out hotels actually help to support and fund some of the gain-of-function studies. Not looking good. Paul Thacker. Yeah. All right. So what do we got here? Let's see here. Peter Hotez. Let me put this up on the screen here. This this could be something we would incorporate into the show at some point. Mm-hmm. Or we can just check it out right now. So it says here, since it's about Peter Hotez, let's... Take a second. Patrolling scientific discourse, Hotez has a knack for discovering anti-science in anyone who disagrees with him. So true. Yeah. So true. So what's the smoking gun here? What's what's the um, what's the money shot here? This guy angered Hotez by shutting down a corrupt tax force. Well, he's blaming okay. far right members of Congress. I'm gonna have to read yeah. this. This is pretty involved here. Yeah. But um, this looks good. I wonder if we could maybe get this guy on to talk about it. Oh, any opportunity cool. we can we can, we can come up with, yeah, to um, expose Peter Hotez for being the the mealy mouth weasel that he is. Yeah, um, I think is a good thing. I can't stand that guy. Yeah, no, he's he's not someone that is a. Uh, let's say a, a, you know, all the old guys, the the, the other guys that we used to get uh, irritated by, just mm-hmm. they, they just they just aren't around anymore. No, he's like the one that stepped up to take the mantle of being the biggest uh, douche scientific yeah. douchebag. Yeah, because um, all the rest of them just they just kind of just they're doing their own thing. I mean, look at even Paul Offit. The the how long ago? A couple of weeks ago, he actually came out and did something we had to agree with. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> it's like, oh man, what's going on? You never hear from David Gorski anymore. No, not much, he thankfully. Finally, yeah, he got bored with things, so I don't know. Great pictures in the chat room. I love Sherry Neal's posting some cute ones too. Um, <laughs> and Leslie, you made her laugh. Scientific douchebags. Are, that's a funny. That's a funny. That there's right. That right there is funny. Uh, <laughs> it's. Fitting. Blackberry shortcake with homemade organic ice cream. That's what That's I'm what talking about, Pat. Yeah. Why, why am I not invited over to your place? Come At on, At least Pat. she's not doing it on a Friday. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm not fasting today, so... Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, listen. People saw that we were showing pictures, so I got to honor 
You're going to do it too? Uh, what are you going to show? Because I don't want to miss out on pictures here. So mm -hmm. this is uh, from Leslie. Mm-hmm. I like this. She says, make sure you label them Gretel, mm -hmm. <laughs> but didn't label her picture. Right. Isn't that funny? We don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, Sherry Neal has a picture here. That's not Sherry Neal. That's a cute That's kid. That's not Sherry Neal, but it's her picture. And what is this? Tennessee Tracy. Tennessee Tracy. That's Is that a new person in the chat room? I I'm not familiar with that. Tennessee Tracy. Welcome, Tennessee Tracy. Thank you for joining us. What do you what got there? What, what do we yeah. see here? I'm guessing that's kefir and kombucha and fermented veggies. Oh, there we go. Kombucha, kefir, and cultured veggies. There we go. I nailed it. I nailed Dude, it. Dude, good job. That was. So I've tried Tennessee kefir Tracy before. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's Patch an acquired. Button. It's an acquired Thanks. thing. You got to figure out what to do with it. I tried to make like ranch dressing with it. Mm -hmm. and I got kind of close. Yeah. There's some eggs from yeah. Pat. Look, I think uh, of all the audiences out there, maybe Marjorie Wildcraft accepted. Uh, we've got a, a good group of, of food growers here that are going to do all right. Going to make it yeah. through, uh, you know, the, 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 the lean times. So, Pretty cool. Any other messages, questions, concerns, or comments, uh, announcements before we break for the day? Uh, let's see. All right. Leslie's kids call it Kamucha. Kamucha. That's cute. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, so tomorrow I will be probably on the road at, uh, during the show, showtime. Okay. But I will be reachable. If you Somehow need I got to figure out how to do this. A few things I got. I'll get some stuff you. done ahead of time tonight before yeah. uh, we take off or early in the morning. Yeah. And um, I will be visiting my son who I haven't seen in a while and um, hanging out in eastern Oregon, mm -hmm. close to the Idaho border. Nice. High desert area. And oh. um, by the way, if if the uh, those of you who are considering going to the world, the Congress, the Health Congress, United States Health Freedom Congress, uh, room discounts expire on the 31st of August. So take advantage of the, the discounted room rate. Uh, and then we're going to be September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Uh, 22nd is just kind of an evening meter greet. But the 23rd, 24th are the actual days of Friday, Saturday of the event. And uh, look forward to seeing you there. If you are a company that wants to sponsor uh the event itself we'd love that and appreciate that we'd love for you to attend and participate voting or non-motive voting members it doesn't matter but you'll your input and insights will be greatly appreciated when we come together at this event a lot of open uh mm. sessions where we, a lot of discussion happens so um, love to have you be there one last thing we got to do here mm -hmm. dropping the ball today's poll of the day what is it oh yeah let's see it oh it's today's poll I I was reading uh, in the news today and found that there is a new restaurant in Texas that is requiring people when you walk in the door you have to put your cell phone in some like like locked bag or something, mm -hmm. and so they're requiring people that come in and eat at the restaurant to uh, participate in cell phone free dining, mm. and so I thought, hey, it's kind of an interesting question. What, do you think that would be a good idea? Would you eat at a restaurant? 
that mandated. I know we're not about mandates here, but it's just a requirement, <laughs> right? Private, private if you want to eat here, yeah, no cell phone. So the question is, would you eat there? So you had yes, no way, mm-hmm. and not sure. So Robert, as always, what do you think our subscribers answered? I'm going to say majority yes. Majority yes. Survey says big majority. Get yes. rid of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Majority yes. Yeah. Seventy-seven percent yes. Fifteen percent say no way. Wow. Fifteen percent of people. Listen, you look, you know, and and seven and a half percent said not sure. Okay. Um, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, people are used to kind of having that phone. You know, when was the last time you went to a restaurant and most of the people in that restaurant weren't waiting for their food doing this? Exactly. Right? No, I know. It's, the, it's our it's culture. Become it's become a thing, shifting. and it, it's, it's affected everybody to some degree that has a smartphone. Yeah. So, the, yeah, there are some people that would be like, no, man, you can't tell me I can't. I'll just go eat somewhere else because I need to make sure I, what tweets I'm getting or <laughs> if I'm getting a, a you know a phone call or something. So. But then yeah, again, I, I'm thinking, you know, there was a time when we were younger, there, there, that nothing like that existed. You just went to a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, there were no phones. Doc Murdoch, so it's not Wendy's. It's not the restaurant that's doing cell phone free dinners. That's not even dinner at Wendy's. No, it's it. some place in Texas. You yeah, really you know what? I was like lightening up, and I haven't mentioned Wendy's and Murdoch in a while, and he brought it up. Just so you know, <laughs> he brought it up. Pat says we're welcome anytime. We just got to find out how to get there, Pat, and when the cobbler's ready. That's what I want to know. Uh, let's see. It is an Italian restaurant in Texas mm-hmm. that has a strict no cell phones allowed policy. I bet it's pretty popular. And apparently, it's created. Uh, it's created. It's called Caterina's. It's a great way to get publicity. Um. Yeah. Well. Whatever. You know. Look. I'll tell you what. If a restaurant can tell you that you can't come in because you haven't been vaccinated, yeah, why can't they say you can't come in if you bring your cell phone? It's a different you know, kind of that's discrimination. Free, but, yeah. Hey, man, it's free market, right? You yeah. know, if people don't like your restaurant because you don't allow them to be on their yeah. cell phone, they can go eat somewhere else. Murdoch's reading my mind as we're talking about this. I was just thinking about Rocco's in New York City, how how they're doing, what's going on. You know, haven't heard uh, in a while. Yeah, I'll tell you, and boy. I remember. I, I remember. What was her? What was her name from Rocco's? Uh, oh gosh! Now it's a. It just went away. It's gonna be a blank. Man, she, she sent me. So, oh, speaking of sending stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna make you jealous or not. Did you, you get? Did you get a box from uh, Christine? Yeah, I wanted to to say thank you to Christine. Uh, she sent us a, a box of goodies from Hawaii. Yeah, I got Fun a stuff. nice little card there. Aloha. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got the same thing, um, right. and it had coffee and I didn't and, get any coffee and coffee butter. I've never coffee I just butter. I put Dude, it in the fridge because she it sent it you all the good chill. stuff. She sent me sand. You got sand? Sand? Dude, there's nothing wrong with sand. Sand. What sand can be sand? very useful. Put it in a bag. Actually, it's paperweight. She didn't actually send you know? sand. I'm no. just trying to make it feel like you got the best. I got food. I got coffee, coffee butter. Yeah. I got uh, some some shortbread cookies mm. and some honey, some local honey. Yeah, she sent some um, local honey. They, uh, it was a bunch of stuff she said that she got from the farmer's market there. Yeah, but Chris, Christine kind of, she did tailor it to you, I can tell. 
She's like, yeah, she did. She's oh, I like, got, I got, I got macadamia nuts too. Oh, see, you got the stuff, man. She so what really did you, what up. did you get? What did you get? A dirty sock from the. Oh, see, you don't even want to say, do you? No, we got some, <laughs> some, some of the the honey and and different yeah. things. But yeah, no, well, I'm I'm teasing, Christine. We love you and appreciate you. We that do love you and appreciate that. that. Yeah, that really do appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Where was there was I was trying to remember what the name of the farmers market was. Did she mention it? Local goods from a farmers market. I don't think she mentioned the name. I saw a name somewhere. There was some. Yeah, kind of Katie. Name. You know what? Occasionally, I drink a nice cup of coffee but yeah no not not like super don does but otherwise it's the other end christine is the sweetest yes she is yes so thank you christine just wanted to do that publicly for for sending that it was very 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 sweet very sweet thank you yep all right y'all on that note uh we'll have cobbler at uh pat's place you just gotta get the address you notice how she hasn't given us the address yet so she says (laughs) she wants us over but not really Anyway, love you. Thank you. A lot of fun. Tomorrow, hold my hand, everybody. I've got to do this without Super Don. Super Don from a distance and see if I can manage it. So if it all goes to you know what, uh, it's not my fault. No, it, it would be. It would be. Um, Super D will be on the road. So, Sorry. Thank you for being here. No, you're not. <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> It'll be a great trip. All right, everybody. Say thank you to all those that support us and thank you for supporting us. And uh, God willing, I'll see you tomorrow less than 22 hours from now. See you later. Later.